everyone. Welcome to Frame Trap. Today I am joined by Michael Huber. Yo! At the end. Bradley Ellis in the middle. I'm back. You're back again. Who is this three in a row? Yeah, we had a we had somebody drop Patrick. out at the last minute, and so Brad heroically after ooh, the ooh, after ooh. the Kingdom Hearts stream jumped in. Heroic leap. Heroic leap and jumped leap. in doing a hat trick of duty here on Frame Trap. Thank you, Brad. No problem. Uh, I'm gonna be hosting you through this. I am Ben Moore, and doing this episode. This is the first episode of 2020. We're coming up on oh 100. my god, we're in 2020 now. We're not in 2020 when we're recording this. Oh, no, we're I'm d- playing along with the bit. Okay. Like, oh, they're yeah, doing yeah. this at 2026. Yeah, you're seeing future us. Dude, dude Final Fantasy VII's coming out soon. Final Fantasy VII's coming out soon. Uh, we're coming up on 100 episodes of Frame Trap. Just FYI, this is episode 98. Dude. 98 degrees. Do you know 90s. who was on the first episodes? Oh, it was us. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Kyle, yep. I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your apartment. In my apartment. Wow. There were Persona Wall Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's it's actually it's crazy going back to those first wow. episodes. Three it's, different uh, eras of Frame Trap. Three different eras. Yeah. 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 It's like uh, it's like Star Wars. Yep. Three different eras. Third yeah. time Star oh, th- It's poetry, dude. It it's, <laughs> it's like poetry. It rhymes. Um, but yeah, what do you? What do you? Where's your head at going into 2020? What are you uh, thinking about? Just on Nemesis. That's it. Yeah. What about the Buster Sword? Thanks nothing, for watching. Nothing but Nemesis. But right what now. about Buster Sword with bandages on? it? Not even Joel and Ellie right now. Just Nemesis. Wow. At this very moment, as this very moment, last, last like week or two, you know, replayed. Nemesis so you're saying on stream. Is we should have Jones review Last of Us two now? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yo, he, he couldn't even like play along with the bit for that no. one. He no. couldn't even no. play along with the bit. He just wanted to like no. make that clear. No. Um, I said the most like controversial statement to Beth in private. That I just feel like I'm re- about to share it there. Yeah, that I'm about to. <laughs> I was, I was like, never tell anyone. I'm just, I'm in, an, I'm in a mood right now to just say it. I was like, yeah, I'm really excited to uh, review The Last of Us Part Two again because I'm really happy to give another ten. <laughs> that doesn't seem very controversial <laughs> statement from Michael Huber. That seems like business. I'm kidding. Uh, what was it? Monsters University. Monsters University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, dude, Huber, oh. Blood is going to give you the code for Last of Us Two, and then you're going to hand him the script. It's going to be like <laughs> already done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally kidding. Hmm. Totally yeah. kidding. Yeah. I am like Doom is at the forefront of my mind, Whoa. just because I feel like I was. Expect to get November until yeah. I'm extra hungry. A little nice cool off on the holidays with Doom. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but you, I'm assuming, are thinking about the Buster Sword. Oh, yeah. All day. Because it's like, probably, it's sooner than all the other games we just talked about. It's coming out before all those. Is March, it coming out before Doom? March 3rd. Yeah. Oh, Doom's damn. like the end of March. March 3rd, baby. Like, it's, we're getting there, dude. Dude, March, April, look out. March, April, March, April, April 2020, month. like, best of all time. I mean, you, you gotta like delete your calendar. Yeah, mm-hmm. come March. March April. Delete. I'm going on vacation. <laughs> delete. That's my nuts. vacation, dude. Cyberpunk is in there. Yeah. Cyberpunk is April. Last yeah, of yeah. Us is in there. Remake three. Sorry, is Last of Us May? Did it get? I don't remember. It it's got like delayed. April now. I think. Animal okay. Crossing. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Is it May? New Horizons. I don't remember. It was like Valentine's Day. It was. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Persona 5 Royal. Persona 5 Royal? Royal? Yeah. So we're, we're just saying game titles now. But it's it's yeah. all coming. It's like yeah. fever pitch. Really soon. Those are going to be some good episodes of Frame Trap, I think. Yeah. yeah. We'll coming be on it for they, two months straight. They do really seem a lot closer than like a couple weeks ago just because of the calendar. Yeah. Once you get into you know? the 2020, once it's actually 2020, yeah. it gets real. Yeah. Um, we are actually recording this Frame Trap much sooner than we normally do. Uh, 
a little bit over a week after we shot the last one. Normally, we have two weeks to play games and stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to be going away on my honeymoon, so yeah. that's why we're doing it early. Yeah. But uh, I was worried that we were going to have slim pickings for games, and they're not necessarily like, you know, the hottest up and comers. Mm-hmm. But it's a good batch of games. Uh, and Huber, Huber really had a lot that he wanted to bring. It's because I was sick for two weeks, man. You sat on the couch. You got caught up. <laughs> Gaming. I feel like you watched. So I'm on episode four of The Witcher. And I just want to say, because yeah. the last time on Frame Trap, we talked about The Witcher. And I'd only seen episode one. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's decent. It's cool. It's gotten a lot better. Yes. It's gotten a lot better. And it's so I've, really good. Yeah. I have, I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Episode I, two really captivated me. I really encourage, like, not to binge it. I, I I watched the first four episodes in a row. No. Oh. One at a time. Okay. Each night. Watched I st- one. So watched I, one. I did I did episode two and three back to back. Yeah. And the reason I did that is because it actually made sense talking about like because it's it's the beginning of a storyline mm-hmm. and it wraps up a storyline. And so totally. it felt very Yeah. Uh coupled yeah, yeah i think i just watching like one at a time i just really liked because the way it messes with like time and events yeah they do really feel like standalone even mm. though it's like you know there's narrative through mm-hmm. lines yeah but yeah really good man. show dude yeah yeah i'm excited to watch more really good show and super awesome you know if you're worried that uh, oh i haven't played the games it's all prequel stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So dive right into uh, the Witcher show. See if you like the world characters. I I love this. I love when shows are formatted this way. I love hour long episodes. Yep. But it is it is hard to binge for me anyway. Yeah. I know I know other people are probably different, but for me it's hard to do like. All right, I'm gonna do all eight hour long episodes no. of this yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, because I I know I, some people did that. Because then I watched like five and six together. And it was it's too much, too much for me yeah. personally. And then like when six started, they're like, "Hey, haven't seen you in a while." And it's like, "But we, we, we just saw that, yeah." So it's like, I really feel like it's a it's a one a night type deal. That's what I actually. But you can watch however the hell. I you actually want. thought it really added to the Mandalorian watching that week to week. week. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really good. Sure. Um. But speaking of games, Hubert, you brought a game that I'm really happy that you brought a game that I need to get back to. And that is Ace Combat 7. Hell yeah. Sky's Unknown. Hell yeah. This game is sick as hell. <laughs> I feel like you were intending to play this for a really long time and the you finally year. got there. The and whole now year. It's, you love it. Mm-hmm. I love this series. I love how serious the stories are mm-hmm. in Ace Combat games. And the fact that it's like... The story in 7 is wild. Yeah. And the fact that it, there's not a lot of Ace fight like fighter jet, jet games. games yeah. You know, This is really it. You know, If you're a baseball fan, it's like, hey, play the show. If you're a fighter jet fan, play Ace Combat. Mm-hmm. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, really, really solid game. A ton of story, you know, like think Metal Gear style. That's with, what I'm hearing. With this story just building on the foundation set in the previous games with the countries and the politics. Um, so there's a lot. And if you're not into that, then that's unfortunate because then maybe Ace Combat isn't for you because there's there's just a lot of story. There's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it the just thinking about the, how the story of Ace Combat Seven unfolds, mm-hmm. it is it is a they, they dump a lot of information on you pretty quickly. Yes, yeah. Before a mission, you know, you beat a mission before you start the next one. We we're talking maybe sometimes fifteen minutes. Whoa, big cutscene. 
then kind of the the mission briefing can be really long. Like, hey, yeah. here's what we're doing. Whoa. Very intense. I feel like something Ace Combat 7 does, though, and this could just be because I'm not, like, an Ace Combat expert by any means, but something that I really walked away from with Ace Combat 7 that I find, like, not a lot of games are able to do. You know when you play a game and there's just, like, a lot of filler where, you like, mm-hmm. you have a mission and you're like, I didn't really have to think to get through that. Yeah. I feel like Ace Combat 7 is so good at making missions just feel intense and unique 100%. and, like... I love that feeling of like getting by this by the skin of your teeth. Yes, mm. and it's really fantastic. Challenging game. Yes, on normal, this game is yeah. challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cannot change the difficulty as well. You're locked in, so be careful if Whoa. you're if you're thinking about jumping in. Normal is pretty difficult. Some of the checkpoints and levels can be brutal. There's a mission, for example, that is like. Um, Timed, it's like, yo, you have 15 or 20 minutes to do this task. Mm -hmm. If you don't do it, start from the beginning. So you can waste like 20, you know, I tried. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely feel. Pretty brutal, pretty unforgiving. For me, it was a game where I I had to learn through failure. Yeah. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, okay, I need to find like a new route, a new method of attack to Mm -hmm. take out all these things. Totally. And it's never excruciating though. Like, it can be frustrating to waste 20 minutes. Like, crap, I failed that. I got to do that all over again. That happens once in a while. They're, you know, they kind of fold in shorter and easier, more straightforward missions in between kind of the harder mm-hmm. yeah, ones. Yeah, I, I do think because of the style and the way that it was playing it for me, it was a game I had to be in the right mood for. Definitely. Like, I couldn't just be like, oh, I'll just throw it on. It was like, yeah. all right, we're doing It's combat. This. Yeah, yes, we're going to fail. Sure, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, Ben, you were talking about just the mission. The mission variety, I guess, mm. is really solid, you know, from destroy all the fighters to bomb this base to sneak into this area under the clouds, hmm. some night missions, just really solid pace and progression, really good economy. <clears throat> uh, you can buy planes, upgrade them, outfit them with different weapons. That stuff's really addicting. And... There is a multiplayer mode, which isn't terrible. There's like a death match. I have not spent a single second right? with the multiplayer. What's awesome is even if you're in dead last, you get some cash to use in single player. So cool. you're not wasting time. Oh, it carries over. Carries over. Oh. The semi-annoying part, but I'm always give, give and take on this, is there's a multiplayer upgrade tree. So when I went into some matches, like I was just hopelessly... But then, like, taking them out is really cool because it's like I got nothing. Well, I, do the upgrades feel super substantial? Where yeah. you feel behind? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's just, like, easier lock-on with your missiles. Mm. Stronger missiles, like. Gotcha. So that stuff can be kind of annoying if you're starting out, especially this late in the game. The game's been out for a year. But pretty competent, pretty fun dogfighting. Just everyone flying yeah. around, attacking each other. What What is cool about Ace Combat 7, and I'm going to make a comparison to the Tony Hawk games. Awesome. Is I I don't have knowledge really of of planes or like dogfights or anything. Like I I think it's cool, but I you know, I'm approaching it from the outside, but I love when you play a game that's maybe not set in with an area that you're familiar with, but you can feel their love and enthusiasm for it. Like, you yeah. get that with Gran Turismo, right? You get that with, like, Tony Hawk made me excited about skateboarding. Like, there was just a <laughs> way that they presented it. It had this energy to it. I think Ace Combat 7 has that as well. Totally. 
There is a massive history in this world of of all these factions that's above my head. You know, I, mm-hmm. I started with PS2. I started with like Ace Combat 3 or 4, whatever that one is. So a lot of this stuff is like, mm-hmm. what yeah. is happening? <laughs> but they're so into it and, you know, it it is well told that you can't help but invest in it. Nice. So you've played through the story and dabbled Yeah, I finished it, yeah. Okay. It I feel like uh like it we it's so long between Ace Combat stuff that it, Six was a very long time ago. It was yeah. last gen. They it was a, last gen. They did a like free to play Ace Combat mm. uh not too terribly long ago. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, six was a long time ago. So took a really long time. I remember, yeah, this this got delayed a couple times, I feel like. Yeah. And they were doing the whole VR thing. Have which you tried I didn't to dabble with? Oh, no. yeah, that, I'm curious about that. Yeah. I don't want to get motion sickness mm. from uh that, but I am curious about it. But you, I was worried. I was like, this is a lot of hassle to probably get motion sickness <laughs> with like, you know, doing loops and what's cool is that I heard the VR mode takes place during four or something. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Something along those lines. Dude, <laughs> I got to watch a yeah. Ace Combat lore video. Totally. Yeah. Catch yeah. me up. Yeah. Uh, what I like about you talking about Ace Combat 7 is you just sound really grateful that it exists. Yes. I thought that so many times when I was playing it. Mm. That's yeah. why I had to play it this year. It came out in January and I was like, I want to play this so bad. And finally I was sick and I was like, how's the time? I'm doing this. As you always do. You've gotten me hyped up for Ace Combat 7. I got I to gotta go back and finish it, man. You were saying it's kind of hard to dive into. You got to be in the mood, but I appreciate that it's mission-based. I always yeah, find yeah, it yeah. a little easier to kind of jump mm-hmm. into games that are mission-based. Yeah, I feel like I've been away from it for so long. Yeah. And, I, and I, I do this a lot uh, where I'm like, ah, I'll just restart. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just totally. Go over. Um, good, stuff, good stuff, though. If you're into, if you're into dogfighting, check it out. Uh, good game to start us yeah. off. Hell yeah. I think I think a, an appropriate follow up for Ace Combat Seven is Ori in the Blind Forest. Mm. Oh yeah, I've been meaning to play this game forever. What a hell delight. of a hell of a game, hell of a Brad! Game. You I'm just finished time. it. Yeah, yeah, I beat it like a day or two ago. And you are, Brad. You are you are a man well versed in the Metroidvanias. I've dabbled. I still don't love saying that word. Yeah, Same. but it's it's not probably the best satisfying word. But everyone knows what you're talking right, about when exactly. you say it. Exactly. So that's why I think it's still a pretty acceptable yep. term. Yeah. What do you think of Ori in the Blind Forest? Uh, super gorgeous game visually. Like this game looks really good, man. Uh, exploration was good. I was very pleased. So I really like Metroidvanias that have a lot of platforming elements to it. That's like I really. That's why I like Guacamelee and stuff like that. Yeah. There's some really hard stuff in this game. <clears throat> I mean, I played this game on hard. I think there's one more difficulty, like insane. But I died a lot in this game. I think I died like 300 something times. It's. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. funny that we were talking about Ace Combat 7 and the, the satisfaction of the challenge. Yeah. Uh, that is something that I, I really appreciate about Ori mm-hmm. is, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would say, like, Ori in the Blind Forest is a hard game, but it, it has challenge to it. Yeah. That, that makes I mean, the, yeah. When I played on hard, I definitely had to, like, focus up. Yes. But I, that's what I wanted You have to it. focus. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I wanted, a good way that's of what saying. I wanted from it, though. I didn't yeah. want to just... Cruise through, which is fine, but like I like to sometimes be pushed back. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good exploration. The combat was my least favorite part of the game because sure. it's it's not bad or anything like that, but pretty much it boils down to you just like shooting little things at people, and that's yeah. kind of it. 
I'm like, yeah, it's all right. I guess like some Metroidvania games, like I liked engaging with combat. Like I think of Hollow Knight or something. Like the combat was still very enjoyable. And this, I'm just kind of like, eh, just move along from it. Yeah, I, Brad, I totally agree with that. I think like thinking back on my time with Orient the Blind Forest, mm-hmm. combat is not really sticking out. No, but it's it was just how good it felt to move through that world. Exactly. Where, like the, the game has great so... movement. Like. You could use some of the abilities, I guess, in combat. Like, there's this ability where you could, like, launch off someone, I would say, and you could change which direction. Whatever direction you go, they go the opposite. So you can use that in combat, and there's some cool situations like that. But, yeah, I think the game's biggest strength is its movement and flow. Yes. Yes. Uh, Not too long, either. took me, like, seven hours, I think. Yeah, not a lot of... And I think that was the the complete edition or whatever. And um, just just good secrets, like yeah. fun, yeah, yeah. trying to find everything. Yeah, worthwhile. You know, you get your XP things to get new skill points, which are nice. You get yeah. permanent health upgrades. Uh, interesting save system in the game. So you have these orbs at the bottom. Like, you have your health orbs and you have, like, these spirit orbs. These spirit orbs are used to do some abilities. Right. But you also use them to save, and you can save pretty much anywhere in the game. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have any orbs, you can't save. Yep. So it kind of, like, introduces this element of, do I want to use this thing or I don't want to save here? Yeah. So it's like when you get through a huge thing, you're like, okay, I can take a break, save right here, then help me navigate through this. I forgot about that. Yeah. It has uh, a nice balance where you're not – I didn't feel like I was had unlimited saves. I got to a point where I was like pretty comfortable saving, but I was still thinking about, oh, should I use one here? Should I try to go a little further with this, see if yeah. I can? So, yeah, it was like a nice little touch. More games should make saving slash checkpoints interesting. Like I sure. think of, I think of Shovel Knight and just like – that oh, that decision that. of like, do I break the... this really small thing? Right, it's really small, but it can make you think about it actually right. quite a bit. Right, an interesting decision. Ink ribbons, ink ribbons, ink ribbons, love exactly. Ink yeah, ribbons. ink ribbons. Mm-hmm. Love ink ribbons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Brad, just thinking about Ori and and being like, oh man, like it was fun, just moving through that world and exploring. Mm-hmm. How much movement dictates how much I want to see of a game? Like, I think about Spider-Man, right? Mm -hmm. And I did so much in Spider-Man because it was just the act of going through the world was so much fun. Uh, Whereas in in other games where it's like, like, you know when you play a game and you're like, I really like this game, but I'm kind of getting sick of just like moving from point A to point B? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to think of a good example. Classic Assassin's Creed feeling. Sure, 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 sure. Assassin's Creed could feel that way. Yeah. It's like, do I want to go out of my way to grab that chest over there that I don't need at all? Nah. Yeah, I could bring up one. Might be slightly controversial. I love this game. Don't get me wrong. Luigi's Mansion 3. Just sometimes battling Mm. the normal ghosts. Just like, okay. It's kind of like move this along. Just move it along a little bit. Like, there's some really great... Don't get me wrong. This game's awesome. And, and Brad was never invited to this <laughs> game. There's some, just some... Just we, can, we can criticize and still love. Just sometimes oh, I, I wanted to move on. But, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I think it's a really solid game. This, the sequel was coming out, so I was like, dude, I gotta, I gotta play this. Like, it's now or never kind of thing. Yeah. And it was on Games yeah. Pass, so I was like, oh, well, I have it, so might game as well Pass, play man. it. Yeah, all right. I, I don't know if this is the appropriate time for this, but shout out to Microsoft. Shout out. I, I've been playing I've been playing a lot of PC, I've been playing a lot of Xbox, and the reason for that is I've been in the Star Wars kick where I've just been playing an unhealthy amount of Star Wars mm-hmm. games. Like like all of them. All of them, yeah. Yeah, you've played an insane amount. Yeah. Literally all of them. And you're a crazy person. All of them. Something that I just really appreciate is taking like 
my old Xbox discs and being able to pop them into my Xbox One and they look great. Yeah. And like just going to the store and being like, oh, I don't have this. It's $5 or whatever and downloading it and just mm-hmm. that backwards compatibility is so nice. I had a thought. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Side Sidebar time. Sidebar time. Will backwards compatibility next gen erase the need for remasters? Will remasters go extinct next gen if everything is backwards compatible? Well, it depends how enhanced the version, if it enhances at all. Like, just you know, a lot like of the remasters a, are like are, higher. Exactly, way more effort with yeah, a remaster. Yeah. But I'm just saying that's something you have to pay for, yes. right? Yeah. So will people just be like, I'm not paying for like Maybe. a little bit better. I'd rather just backwards compatible it for free. I guess it depends on the severity of it. Well, it, I was just I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, crap, if if everything's backwards compatible, yeah. what's the hell is the point of a remaster? I'm always amazed at, like, there's still so much more they can remaster. Yeah. Like, the the well seems to keep going. Love remasters. I also think it's interesting in Microsoft's case where, like, you games pass it. You say, hey, you know, this is enhanced and it's on Game Pass. You can play it right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. But... Interesting to see it next gen, what happens yeah. with all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, sure. there are a lot of things that Microsoft is doing that makes me very excited for next gen Microsoft. Like, I really think they stumbled out the gate here, mm-hmm. but they seem to have learned so mm-hmm. much. And yeah. so I, I am excited to see yeah, absolutely. where they go. Yeah. Totally. And I think those studio acquisitions was a, are was promising. a next gen I move. Think yeah. It was like. And it, they have to do this. Yeah. You have to do something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree that they had to do something. But, like, I really want to play Hellblade 2. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hellblade! I wish I could have reacted <laughs> to that trailer with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were just like, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I tell you how I reacted to it? Just because I was working no. during no, it? No, tell me. And, like, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say. I will just say that. I was freaking out, but people around me were annoyed by me freaking out. That's all I'm saying. At a game they award just don't show? Understand. Yeah. At a game award show? Who yeah. was annoyed? Name I, names. No. <laughs> yeah. It's probably just like a bunch yeah. of people that don't even care about video games. Yeah, some people were it. like, what? I don't know what this is. But it, like, and it was like not the, an- not the annoyed, like, it was like the annoying kind of annoyed. They were like a- offended by me being excited, you know? Hmm. And they were like, you need to relax. Like, well, you what? know what? Fuck them. Yeah, it's like, dude, uh, Hellblade 2 just got announced as a next-gen game. Yeah. This is a dream. I'm going to react appropriately. <laughs> this is freaking awesome. I mean, like, I get it. Certain things have certain decorum, mm-hmm. but, like... I wasn't, like, screaming or anything. If we think about what happened at the Game Awards and we think about Jeff Keighley talking to Mirage for 20 minutes yeah. and, like, Green Day flipping off the audience for they did? Uh, the entire song. Holy crap. Like, you getting excited about Hellblade 2 doesn't really seem mm-hmm. out of that place with the yeah. vibe that yeah. that show is is going yeah. for. I don't know. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Keighley himself would probably be pumped at the level of excitement shown for Hellblade 2. Yeah. That's the whole point of it all. Should ask him. I would love yeah. to get. I would love to get Keely on Fringe. I would love an unguarded, love an unguarded Jeff Keely. An, an under, I like. Is that he loves works, games. Fun fact: He worked on the manual for the the instruction manual for Jedi Outcast. How cool is that, dude? That's that's what I want to talk to him about. How did Why that Why do we not get that signed by him? 
Next time okay. anything I mean, you're the one with you and yeah. Kyle have all the Keely connections. Next time anything Keely goes down, dude, will he will he allow that? I'm just will gonna he say sign it. it. You and you and Kyle, you're keeping Keely for yourself. Yeah, you're, you're being, being so self- selfish. You're being dude. selfish no. with your Keely. I don't have Keely access. <laughs> I do not have Keely access. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There's no access. Uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna try to get uh, that <laughs> manual signed, dude. Do you still? I don't have uh, my Jedi Outcast manual anymore. I, I think I have the old PC box, dude. Yeah, dude, have him sign the Half Life box. Okay. Yeah. I had growing up. I had this like Tupperware bin of PC manuals. Yeah, and I don't think I still had it anymore, and it was the best. Man, yeah, just yeah. lost the time. PC manuals were the 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 best of the well, best. Manuals, when it period, manuals. were sick. Yes, yeah. but. But yeah, PC, yes. I mean everything's yeah, yeah. online now. I guess. Also, shout out to the battle chest. Shout out to the Blizzard the Griffin battle chest. Shout dude. out to the battle chest, dude. Dude, Bring times, dude. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. Hubert, last time I was on this, that was the golden age. Last dude. time we, I was on the show, we talked about the orange box oh, and five how games one box, how crazy yeah. that was. Like, shout out to Bring the orange back. box, dude. Huge shout like, that out. That came with Every TF2, time. all Half Life Two. Those would one, be. Two. Portal. Those would be sixty each nowadays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Ugh. Brad. Yes. Speaking of games that you've been meaning to get to forever. Yes. Abby and I uh, started Jack and Daxter. Oh. Shut the front door right we now. Started Jack and Daxter. So Jack and Daxter is a huge gaming blind spot for me. <laughs> I'm so excited to us. hear your thoughts on two. But let's start with one. Let, let's start with yeah. one. So you're you're on just on one now. You have just on one. You haven't even touched two? Haven't touched two. Make sure I'm on that frame trip. Okay. okay. <laughs> when I, I play Jack 2? Yes. Okay. Very, very want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Jack and Dexter. Jack and Dexter was something I was always very aware of and knew of, but it, just for some reason I missed it. Yeah. Had a PS2, just, I don't know why. I'll tell happened. you why, because There's Brad and I camps. have this conversation annually. You choose, camp. you choose your camp. You have your Ratchet and Clanks, you have your Sly Coopers, and you have your Jack and Daxters. Yeah. Ratchet, you can't, Sly. If you hit... All the games in all three of those franchises on release, shout out shout to out. you. Shout out. I yeah, had to pick Jack and Daxter had... and Ratchet and Clank, and Sly mm-hmm. took the bullet, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who it was. Shout out to you, but I actually had somebody tweet us, like them watching Frame Trap with the head of their engage. I saw that. I saw that. Yes. We got multiple picks. Yes. yes. I think by multiple, I mean like yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that's more than I expected. That was more than I expected. Yeah, yeah. 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 Two. two. So awesome. So Anyway, awesome. Uh, Jack and Daxter won. So. I really like it a lot, yeah. and I think it. I think it holds up really, really well. There, there is some camera finickiness, but PS2. it's not. It's not that bad. It's yeah. really not that bad. The movement is really smooth. It still looks, yeah, great Jolly. for like an early PS2 game. Obviously, you know, playing it on the PS4, it's gonna look better. Yada yada yada. Hands. But I think, I think fundamentally, it still yeah. looks pretty good. Strong art direction. Uh, just, it's a word that we overuse, but I think it is. Absolutely appropriate for Jack and Daxter. It is incredibly jolly. And what I like about it is the setup for it is quick, but it's in, it's engaging. It's like, oh, you're with your buddy Daxter. He falls into this pool. He becomes this creature. It's just immediately endearing. It's got pretty good childish, but pretty good humor to it. But then you're just set off to explore. And I think this is like the moment when I really got into it is they're like, hey, you've just got to get these orbs. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, just go and explore, and we're not going to have loading screens in between levels. And uh, just even the first area that you're in, the jungle, um, what I like about it is it it does that great, what good 
3D platformers do where they give you a lot of space to explore and you feel like you have multiple paths, but it's not like what we were talking about where it's like, oh my God, like it's a pain to get here. Like you feel like you're constantly uncovering stuff, but then once you kind of get a feel for the place, you're like, oh, it's easy for me to do this shortcut. Mm -hmm. And then you meet this jolly guy who's like, hey, catch 200 pounds of fish. And you're like, okay. And you go into a mini game and you like, you've got like the fish, you've got to avoid the poison fish. And if you hit like one poison fish, it like poisons the whole thing. Oh, like, no. And it goes really yeah. fast. It was pretty intense. Yeah. And so you got to go and you got to catch all the fish. But the best part about it is, is he's this, he's this guy. And then once you get the fish, he just spends the rest of the time laughing. <laughs> so like, you're like, okay, I did the thing. I got the orb. And then you'll, you'll be like above him and he's just still laughing. He's just like still happy <laughs> that you got his fish. It's really weird. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, the orbs that you have to get, the challenges that you have to get are nice and varied in the sense that like some of them are more involved than others. It's like, oh, it's right there and you go and grab it. Uh, it's something that the Mario games do very well, right? Like talking about like stars or an odyssey, talking about the moons, like having them all feel different. Uh, I think that's accomplished here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, excited to play more of it. Oh um, yeah. Jack and Daxter holds up. Jack and Daxter. 29, end of 2019, 2020. Still holds up. How did it yeah. come out? Like oh four maybe no like I think it was two three I think it was like two thousand one wow we're gonna look this up live on air um but you have you played all of the Jack and Dexter games yeah but I never finished three finished Ooh. one and two got to three never finished finish did you do did you do like the PSP ones like Daxter and no Frontier? Okay. On, uh, only for Ratchet and Clank I'm like a completionist Clank. With that that's my number one of those three uh three boys yeah. but wait which which one is your favorite? Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, he was a Jack and Daxter for yeah. sure. Like Ratchet and Clank is a whole, a whole other level for me. Yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't. And I finished Sly one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, way recently. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe me that too. was a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. The HD remaster. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so need to go back and finish Jack three and and some Sly Coopers. But three more Slys. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't finished all the games in any of those series. But oh, what about mainlines for Ratchet and Clank? No, I haven't. I haven't. Wait, you haven't played any Ratchet and Clank? No, no, no. Did I've you played... do a Crack in Time? I've played a crack in time, yeah. but I haven't finished it. And the wow. same with the one that came up before that. I hadn't finished it. The ones future I've finished, I've finished. Quest, yeah. Future Quest for Future. I've finished no. Into the Tools Nexus. Tools of Destruction. Which was really Clank Future Tools of Destruction. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. Yeah. Quest played for Booty. A little then, bit of that. Played a little bit of Crack in Time, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I haven't played Crack in Time, but I've crack at least played a little time. bit of one of those. Uh, I finished Into the Nexus, and that was yeah. really where like I got into. I remember you reviewed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I I really liked that game. Yes. And just recently, actually, uh, played through Ratchet Clank 2016. Nice. Oh, really like that as well. I know people. I'm a little hard on it. Yeah, because no, to me, I, it is a regression in some ways. Yeah, but I know, also I know it's better in a lot of ways. That people definitely have some bones to pick with that yeah. game. I really liked so it. So good. So good. I know I'm not coming from. You know, really long good. time fan place, but I really like that. What was the multiplayer one we played? There's a couple. There's like all for one. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Super Mario 3D land. Yeah. What's Rush and Clank 2? Is it Up Your Arsenal? Going Commando. Going Commando and then Up Your Arsenal? Up Your Arsenal. Okay, yeah. what is your favorite one? I think A Crack in Time, honestly. Okay. Uh, but Going Commando and Up Your Arsenal are. Huge Phenomenal. Leaves. Yeah, I would like. Phenomenal. Man, I think after Jack and Daxter, I'd be ready to go back into Ratchet and Dude, Clank. Dude, yeah. the HD remaster. Yeah, so fun. 
even in retro so playing 2016 good. like just getting the rhino cards was yes. a blast and then having that weapon be so powerful yeah. like i just got really excited yeah. collecting all of the weapons in 2016 yeah. like rhino hype yeah and so many of them like i don't know they were just so creative and fun and yeah. like going and collecting all the brains mm-hmm. was not worth it but <laughs> it's about the journey do you think <clears throat> those three studios will ever return to those franchises. Like to me, it seems like Insomniac will return to Ratchet and Clank, but it also yeah, seems most likely with them. Yeah. The other been... two, like Naughty Dog going back to Jack seems yeah. like an, an impossibility almost. Think... Well, they gave Sly 4 to... Senzaru. Yeah. 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 So right. maybe, maybe Passion And they George. wanted to make more. Yeah. So Dang. hopefully they'll get to Man, Sly 1 was is a... so yeah, good. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Sly 2 is two's really the good. Two's insanely good. Three is like, all right, Four is great. Okay. Four is great. I love four. Those franchises. Man. Dude, that is why I, like, definitively fell in love with PlayStation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And God of War as well. Like, that whole era of, like, God of War, Ratchet, Jack. Those PS2 platforms. I can't even handle how good those games are, dude. I feel like <laughs> I'm realizing that pretty much for the last, like, year or two, I've had, like, a 3D platformer pocket game. Nice. Like, I was playing through ukulele and really love that 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 would also unexpectedly the final boss of ukulele is insane did you finish it Whoa. i did i did the dungeon it. the dungeon oh no no impossible layer yeah. so no i'm actually at the impossible okay, layer okay <laughs> I've, we've done all of the levels got it and i'm at the impossible and it's layer. still impossible it is stupidly hard that's it funny. Is stupidly hard damiani can beat it I think Damiani beat it. Yeah, I think he said it took him a long time. Oh my god! Have you yeah, played so a hat in time? I have started a hat in time. Dude, I love yeah. that game. Yeah, oh, that was great. I actually just got it on Switch. I was Ooh. playing a little. I was doing Mafia Town on Switch. Sick. And yeah, I think that game is delightful. Yeah. It's really fun. It. I don't. Mm, I don't love how it looks on Switch. Sure. Um, I played on PC when it came out, so yeah, I don't know what it looks I, like. Yeah, I started it on PC as well, and it's just frustrating, like, seeing the downgrade. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's fun getting the hats yeah. in that game. And, yeah, it's just so cute and fun. Mm-hmm. 3D platformers, man. Yeah, that was them. a fun conversation, love guys. Them. I really enjoyed that. One that, uh, <laughs> one that is, like, I, like, I've never played and need to get to, Banjo-Tooie. Like, never I played love it. Never touched it. I love so, Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, for I sure. Love Banjo Kazooie. I, I don't remember yeah. a lot about two, but at the time I remember not enjoying it as much. Okay. But could be totally wrong. That was at a time when you didn't know that the future was grim. That we for were getting banjo? nuts and yeah. bolts. Yeah. Like if you told yourself I back then yeah. when Banjo Tooie came out, maybe a little more appreciation at oh, the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. I just remember when this guy got nuts and bolts, dude. Ugh. I've never seen him so pissed. Ugh. I don't want to talk about it, dude. I get so <laughs> mad just thinking about that game. Uh yeah, a lot of people really dislike ukulele. And I think there are extremely, extremely valid criticisms. I adore that game. Cool. Awesome. I adore That's good. It. I adore yeah, it. Yeah, when we played Impossible Layer on stream, that was yeah. so, so much so here's fun. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Impossible Layer so is fun. like legit great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I do think maybe the Impossible Layer itself is like infuriating, but the rest of that game is amazing. Nice. Ukulele is rough in yeah. a lot of ways. Got but it. it's like I remember I don't even know if I got to the second world. Uh the second world is the ice world. I don't remember. 
I remember the first one with like yeah. Shovel Knight there and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, what the are you doing? First world here? is really great. Shovel Knight's just hanging out. Yeah, he's like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, he's whoa, he's whoa, like, whoa, 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 yeah. I think you get him after you because what's cool about ukulele is you have all these worlds, and you can go and you can play them. And if you want to spend extra pages, you can expand them, and they get you. you yeah, that's really cool. I like that. Like that. Yeah, it's that's a neat, cool. It's a neat concept. Yeah, ukulele is a rough game that I love. Sure, it is yeah. like, it is like a swim in. I for always me. need to yes. go back Perfect. and play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad, it's. I it's really a good game it, yeah. to chill out to, yeah, because you can just kind of go and explore and do challenges. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't need a ten. Yeah, it's not a ten. I'll take a seven, baby. <laughs> One Any of those day. brutal situations where I bought it full price. Me too. And never played it. Yeah. Oh, go back. Hurts. Go That's back. It's like me with yeah. astral change. But like, if people are interested in ukulele, like Impossible Layer is great. Is great. Yeah. It is yeah. a great that game. Was fun. Yeah. It's pretty different from the other ones. Yeah, it's, it's extremely 2D. different. It's, yeah, it's, so. it's more Donkey Kong than Banjo-Kazooie. But yeah. yeah. Hey, as long as it's good. That was an interesting conversation that we had. But Jack and Daxter, man. Yeah, like, hell yeah. Finding those uh, precursor orbs in Uncharted. It's always fun. There's precursor orbs in Uncharted? All of them. There's one hidden one in all of them. Whoa. Yep. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Better play all the yeah. Uncharted's again, Dude. man. Yeah, you find precursor orbs. Dude. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's really cool when, like, you've just been that you you had that thing that you just haven't played in forever, and then you play it, and you're like, "This is great." Yeah, I yeah, love yeah this it is great. Yeah, and you're you're not, it's not the feeling yeah. of like oh, I shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, but Huber, yo, as somebody who yo. does not too much care for the Fallout, tell <laughs> me what you think about the Outer Worlds. Better than any Fallout game I've ever played. Immediately. Uh, wow, the combat is amazing. Amazing? For this type I, of game. I really like the... I, yeah, I was not expecting it to be this good. I'm comparing it to every Fallout game I've ever played, which is like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Three, New Vegas, four. Sure. This combat destroys all those games. It's, it has a responsiveness and yeah. easiness. The feedback is right. The, the feedback weapons is much feel better. different. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Really, really Really good combat for this kind of game. Mm. Do you like the like limb targeting? Like, hey, if you shoot their eyes, you'll. Blind I just them. always aim for the head, shoot them in the sure, face sure, sure, every sure. single time, no matter what. Yeah, so <laughs> shoot them in the face. How are you finding the different weapons? Shotgun is okay. <laughs> I love how that. I love how you interpreted yep. that question. Yep. <laughs> Shotgun is okay. Seen a lot better. Seen a lot worse. Uh. I give it a passing grade. It passes, mm. but it's not. It's nothing to, to write home about. Uh, really big on the pistols and the assault rifle, though. Huber, the like, assault rifle kind of has that like Winchester vibe, but mm-hmm. it's a machine gun still. Mm-hmm. I <clears throat> early on, I really liked the pistols. Yeah, and I just took a pistol and like tinkered it and yeah. just like made it crazy. I'm going all the way with pistols. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a, pistols like a, are very good. I'm a smuggler bounty hunter mm. character basically. It, it's hard though because as much as I enjoy pumping up like weapon skills and destroying people it's also like i want persuade like i want Mm -hmm. i get 10 points every time i level up five to guns five to dialogue (laughs) every time yeah 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 yeah. it's all i need how are you what i can't solve with a gun i can solve a conversation and vice versa so i love this game oh my god i love this freaking game the companions tell me about the companions nuanced Nuance. Complex. Um, 
A lot. I, I, I Again, I've only finished the first planet here. I did, I, I combed it, did a lot of side quests, a lot of engagement with the yeah. first planet, you know, put like my playtime's at five hours already on the first planet alone. Yeah, it's it's a game definitely where I feel like, like I'm, I'm level 20 in it mm-hmm. and I still haven't finished it mm-hmm. and it's just because it's a game I like to soak in. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I'm playing it super slow where it's yeah. just fun. I feel like because the quests are interesting enough, it's like I want to go explore and find every quest that I can and yeah. do as much as I can and interact with all these people and yeah. bounce around all of the companions. Yeah. I, I think I started with the combat because it surprised me and because it, along with all, along with pretty much everything in this game, has an ease to it. You know? This game is just easy to get into. What, why do you think so, that is? I don't fully know yet because I'm not too far yeah. but for me it's easy to get overwhelmed with how many things you need to pick up how many things you need to craft how many people you need to talk to you know a lot of these games yeah can be just so overwhelming and this for now feels like if I take the time to do something, I'm going to be rewarded for it. But if I skip something, I'm not necessarily going to be penalized for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it it just seems really easy to kind of give and take and pass up certain quests. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not having that 100% completionist ooh. attitude that I always yeah, have. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Like, I want to do all these side quests, mm. but at the same time, you know, I met a guy and he says... He rubbed me the wrong way initially, and he said, yo, go kill these robots. Yeah. Yeah, well, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's great. It's a great question. Well, in my mind, humans are way more sketch than robots. Mm. Sorry. Humans are sketch as hell. So I, I just didn't do it, mm-hmm. you know? And I kind of looked for the robot, couldn't find him. Mm-hmm. But I was like, dude, I'm not, I'm not killing this robot that I know nothing about. Yeah. There's just a level of nuance to all these quests, man. The way I solved the first mainline quest was bizarre. You know, you just start kind of piecing it together and kind of reacting in the moment. Like, well, it, it's, it's really well written and well done, dude. Holy shit. It's cool because I think there are, a, and I, I feel like the trend has, has gotten better, uh, mm. especially with some recent beloved <clears throat> RPGs. <clears throat> But it's, it's always annoying in an RPG where it's like, okay, I have options, but I can do everything. Mm-hmm. And that's not how the Outer Worlds plays out, where there are a lot of times in the Outer Worlds where I'm like, okay, I really want to build my character this way, and then I'll be blocked off from an option in a quest mm-hmm. that seems really cool, yeah. and I would love to see how that plays out. And it's totally. like, oh, man, I wish I had that. Or it'll influence the companions that I bring along for their bonuses. And I love everything coming back to my character. Yeah. And I feel like that character is multifaceted, where it's like, it's not just the stats. It's like, I want these stats so my character will play this way. You know what I mean? Totally. That, that, will, that will be this kind of person. Yeah, you, you just yeah. have so much freedom. And I know that's such a buzzword in the game industry, but like this game more than a lot, I just feel like I'm in total control. Mm-hmm. It's always rewarding me and it's never penalizing me. Sure. And that's really awesome to have just, you know... I feel like when I play Fallout or The Witcher, it's just like, all right, let me finish this. I'm going to need all this. Okay, finish. Mm-hmm. I just get into that checklist mentality. Mm-hmm. And this, I'm just so swept up in the story that's going on. Yeah. I'm just going, you know, I'm letting the game kind of take me where it 
hmm. where the winds push me. Yeah. You know, to quote a famous character, I'm, I'm a leaf on the wind. I don't I don't think you've gotten there yet, but a moment that where I was really impressed with the Outer Worlds is there's a quest that you do for somebody, and it there's there's no like there's no combat. It's it's just it's just somebody trying to figure out her emotions. Nice. And it's just you getting to learn this character better. And it's it's really just all dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's captivating. Awesome. Uh, and yeah, I, the I conversations are amazing. Yeah. Can I kick people out of my party? Yeah, you yeah. can. You like can totally someone's can. on my ship. What if I want them gone? You can't. You can you do can. that. So when you go and you talk to them, Perfect. you're like, I think we should part ways. Perfect. Yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. gone. Like gone, Forever. Gone. Yeah. Okay. You can like. Just, cool. You can get a bunch of people. And can you have unlimited? There's like, is there a no, limit? There's I mean, a, there's, there's, like a, there's a certain amount. There's of a certain number of companions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Um, and, but yeah, if you really don't like one, you can just make like bye. Pay attention to make sure. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not that hard, but make sure you can you get them all. Yeah, I, I, I just, pretty, I I think just like assembling the whole crew. Totally. I think if it's I don't pretty, use everybody, pretty yeah. easy to yeah. get them all. Yeah, it's not. It's not cool. hard. He's right about that. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, what's really fun, especially. So a big reason why you're going to want to get all the companions is it's fun coming back to the ship and your ship AI will be like, hey, they're getting into it. Yeah, and they're so already you'll got like, it. You'll be like, oh, I want to see what's happening. You'll go up and then there'll be conversations yeah. between them. And, got it. Yeah, the ship they, AI they take is different funny. Tones. Yeah. Yeah. They all have their own yeah. like quest line too, yeah. you know. Yeah. Really good comedy. <clears throat> yeah, really the good like, drama. Legitimately funny game. Legitimately yeah. funny, legitimately emotional, mm-hmm. legitimately serious. Like, yeah. There's a lot going on with this game. Yeah. And it's so accessible. Mm-hmm. It's, this yeah, is, it is. I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm it's blown away. Nice I love this game. It's nice that you can <laughs> switch difficulty on the fly as well, mm-hmm. like anytime you want. I really appreciate that there's a hardcore mode with mm-hmm. permadeath. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's, that's the Amazing. only mode. If you do that, you have to do that from the beginning. Yeah. There is a, there's a tier of Love options. But even if you don't do that, you can switch between like easy, normal, and hard yeah. on the fly, which is great. Yeah, I really appreciate mm-hmm. that so. kind of stuff, dude. Uh, really good. I, I love uh, the way the environments look. Yep. I, I, I love any space game where you can get to an environment and you're just like, oh, wow, the colors. I'm mm-hmm. like on PC. I only have a 1080p monitor. Mm. The, my settings are on very high somehow, though, but I'm only playing 1080. Good job, so, Huber. It looks... Nice job, Huber. Okay. Nice job, it looks okay. all right. Okay. I'm play, oh, so I play on, on Xbox 4K. Got it. And it looks good. Yeah. 1440p. 1440p. PC. Yeah. Huber, I was just, you know what, Huber? I just realized, like, I feel like that was like a really, I didn't mean for it to come across. It didn't this at way, all. No, you were just saying what you played. I feel like that was like a douchebag. Like, no, oh, no. I played it. I love it, dude. No, no, no. This was is not, play what you play. Tell this is this is like early two thousands oh. PC gamer stuff. No, I love it. Yeah, dude. PC gamer, by the way. Yeah. I think there's still a little too much to pick up. Four K. <laughs> it gets really annoying. There is. Like, uh, don't make me. Frigging check every corpse, every ammo, yellow ammo box. Like, well, it gets it gets frustrating. I don't want to pick up trash in these games, dude. <laughs> I just don't want to pick up trash. Solve the problem. Solve the problem, it, game developers. It's weird because Outer Worlds gets into this really frustrating position where, oh man, I'm gonna make a comparison. <laughs> uh, where like. There is so much trash, and then you got to worry about encumbrance. And yes, yeah. there are like feats that you can get that increase your burden or whatever. But 
it's like a lot of the times when you're looking, you're like, I don't need this, I don't need this, yeah. I don't need this. Oh, I do need this. Mm-hmm. And so like when you reach that thing where you're like, oh, I need this, and I found it in kind of this weird spot. Yeah. Then you're like, well, I gotta I check everything. I guess I gotta check everything. Yes. So it's so annoying. That will change, I, play, I feel like, in the decades of play, game developing. I play Path of Exile with a loot filter. You told me about this. Yes. Yes. And awesome. I just that's just what I want for Outer Worlds. Is I yeah. just want I just want like a loot filter that's just like Hey, this is good. Yeah. And it just like lights it up and I just go there and I can ignore mm-hmm. yep. everything else. That's what I want. Yeah. Yes. Please. But I'm with yes. you. It's it's a problem in There's other just worlds. A little too it much. feels archaic in a way yeah. where it's like there has to be a better way. And it's like, I guess everything is is meaningful when you pick it up because I can sell it or get the mats. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I guess. But, but oh my it's god. Not like a it's fun, exa- meaningful. It's, it's like exhausting a, it, yeah. and it just takes you out of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It takes me out of the task at hand when I'm just like rummaging through junk. Yeah. Some stuff in the game feels kind of old like when you talk to people the yeah. Z- the pain uh, yeah, in the, the face like the like oblivion style like, like even like when I was playing Witcher in like 2015 I wasn't totally. doing that. Totally. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Totally. But like you, I mean, you, I guess it's like a minor nitpick, but it's yeah. just something I noticed. Totally. Yeah. As uh, we go into next gen. Yeah. <laughs> you, you think about The Witcher 3, right? And you get into those conversations, and it's nice because you're getting changing camera angles. Mm-hmm. You're getting people moving around. They're a little bit more animated. It is frustrating in our worlds where it's like, zoop, hello, uh, we're going to talk now. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I agree. I totally yeah. agree. But again, just lastly, stating on the accessibility, the accessibility of the story, of the combat, of all the mods and stuff, and the armor, just super intuitive, easy to swap in, swap out, Mm -hmm. you know what is your best stuff, you know, just all the perks you get every two levels is really addicting. Yeah. So just everything about this game, I'm in love with. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. Obsidian is extremely yeah. talented. Yeah, <laughs> and it's awesome knowing that yeah. it's not a hundred hours long. Right. That's yeah. so right, right. encouraging. But I think what's to really, play more really cool about it <laughs> is I feel like your playtime is is partially dictated yeah. by how you choose to play it. And you you talked about that accessibility, mm-hmm. and I feel like it does cater really well to different types of players, like people who just yeah. want to get on with it or want to explore everything. Yeah, like I, it's I dig it. like the way I handled the first planet seems like it can go drastically different, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Like, if you play that game like a nutcase, that seems pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But I can't do it. I always say, every time I go into a new game like this, I'm like, yo, this is the day. This is the time. Yeah. You know? I have this reputation for loving shotguns and battle axes, like I'm charging in like Galahad. But at the end of the day, a companion comes up and taps me on the shoulder and says... "Right." Maybe you shouldn't do that. You know, I'm going to appeal to your humanity. And I'm like, all right, bonds. Well, I, bonds, I think the thing that's, sure. that's hard in <laughs> yeah. Outer Worlds is, like, the options to be a dick are, like, really dickish. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's you like, are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like, oh, this isn't, like, kind of rough. This yeah. is, like, evil. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's weird because I feel like for a long time now, for a long while, I've been really goody-goody in RPGs. Mm-hmm. But I always think back to, like, one of my favorite playthroughs is is playing Mass Effect as a total dick. Like, <laughs> I really loved that. Yeah, so I don't, out. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I don't do that more often. Yeah. I yeah. The Witcher 3 for me is the best example of all time of neutral both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes having a heart and freeing someone and then sometimes being a brutal person Gotta and killing paid. someone like 
greater evil, yeah. lesser evil, like, it's all the yeah. same. <laughs> the ebbs and flows of yeah. it are so cool. I hope I get ebbs and flows in Outer Worlds. I hope so. It seems po- very possible. Great game. Great game. Cody game. Cody material. <laughs> uh... It's time what? for the. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there was like I noticed that I was just making noise on the chair, and I was amused by it, and no, so I kept doing it. Continue on, yes. Yeah, please enjoy that. I can relate, uh, listener. Oh man, yeah. I I think when I do a frame trap with you guys, it's different than when I do a frame trap with anybody else, mm-hmm. 100%. because it's just the it's just the loosest. Yeah, yeah you're just it's with just the boys. The, I am. I am <laughs> loose right it's now. It's just, like, it's way different than when I do it with other people, and yeah. so I, I get a little, yeah. <laughs> Pretty rigid with blood word <laughs> when you're with us, dude. Well, they're sweating right yeah. now. Ugh. Yeah, so you get chair noises when it's with the boys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, uh, the forbidden word this time was actually not said on this podcast. Whoa! We is this bre- possible? Yeah, the breaking the rules. When we did this, when this forbidden word was said, it was said in the stream beforehand. It was said in the Kingdom Hearts 3 stream. Hard oh. lock on. No. Oh. That would be good, though. It was said, it was orbs. Orbs! orbs. <laughs> Demons... Demons hate certain types of orbs. What was the first time orbs was said? Yeah, yeah I want to know the origin of orbs in the human history. So funny. Uh, this is going to be another collaborative caught in a frame trap. Cool. You, you two will have to cool, work cool, together, cool. Cool. as you, you are, are good at doing. I have a, a list of... So Steam put out like their best-selling games, and it was weird, because they just like placed them in categories. They were like... These are, like, the platinum best-selling games. And then here are, like, the gold. It was weird. It was weird. I have a so list. So is the worst platinum better than the best gold? I believe so, yes. That okay. was the implication. Okay. Okay. Hopefully that is correct. Okay. Uh, but anyway, they, they did this thing where they had the best-selling games. And I took the platinum category. Okay. There are 12 games in the platinum category. I want to see if you can name GTA Five six of them. GTA Five. GTA Five, GTA 5 is GTA one 5. of them. Red Dead Two. Oh, Red wait, Dead wait, wait. Two. Red okay. Dead Two. Hold on. <laughs> Rockstar. Rockstar. Rockstar Hold Games. On. Hold on. Uh, to, to put you in the right headspace, because it wouldn't be fair otherwise. I said best selling. This is actually top gross revenue. Rockstar so, Games. Rockstar Games. Hold on. Hold on. Dota Two. Dota Two. So, so free. So free to play games are part of it. Okay. Because it's terms of gross revenue. Fortnite so, not on Steam. So I want you to, I want you to, I want you to think of uh, of these games. I want to see if you can name six of them. Okay. You got GTA Five and Red Dead Two. G- no. Oh. Dota Two. Dota Two. Nice. Yeah. Dota Two. Artifact. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Ooh. Got you <laughs> for. I thought got Artifact you was cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, let's see. PUBG. PUBG, you're doing well. Brad, that was yes. a really good one, dude. Wow, good pick. What else is on Steam that people Can we love? get three more? There's some weird ones on here. Or, or, mm. or, or ones that I think might be difficult to guess. Really interesting. Is League of Legends on Steam? No. It's got its own launcher. Right, yeah. Just Dota. Some sort of RTS, I'm thinking. Total War. Yes. Yeah. Total, which one? Yeah, that was co-op. Which one? What's the new one? Dude, uh, Rome? Five? I don't know. I'll, I'll give it to you. Total War Three Kingdoms. No. Nice. Oh, okay. I wouldn't have gotten that one. Yeah. <laughs> Total 
Total well order. That was one I was not expecting you guys to get. So PC. We got there, yeah. We so got I there. feel like every time I, I see Total War on Steam also, there's like 45 DLCs yeah. that are priced from like 3 to $5. <laughs> Mongolian pack. Yeah. Goth pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many more do we have to do? You have to do two more okay. to, to break out of the frame trap. It's hard because you think of like the the Overwatches and the League of think Legends of, think and they're of not. popular free to play games. Warframe. Yes. Oh, Warframe. Warframe they is They don't one have of their them. own launcher? Oh, I, I thought they would. Hmm. Nice, good pull. Uh Very good. Destiny? Is Destiny on Steam? Destiny 2. Yeah. You did it. You did it. Nice. All right. Uh, so Eververse. We'll do the 6 that you, <laughs> We'll do the 6 that you didn't get. Rainbow okay. Six Siege. Oh, nice. Wow. Uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Feeling good about that. Yeah. Yes. Counter-Strike Go. Nice. Still, how did we not yeah, say Counter-Strike frick, Go? that was the one. Yeah, that, that was that one was that I thought you would end up forget about that gambling so, stuff. Skins. Oh, my God. Yeah, the skins. Civilization Six. Oh, look at you. Skins. Monster Hunter World. Nice. Wow. And I think this Good is going to be the, maybe the biggest good. surprise. Elder Scrolls Online. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I guess it, they don't have their own launcher, do they? Bethesda, they do. They do. They but, have, okay, they have their so own launcher. Okay, so it's not locked yeah, in yeah, on it, though. Have, yeah, yeah. I was just like, think of stuff locked to their thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, Crazy. You guys will have to break us out of the frame trap. So think of a collaborative way to do that. Mm. But before we get there, we have some wonderful people to shout out who are part of our shout out tier on Patreon. Our first shout out is, oh, Huber, by the way, before we get into the shout out tier, the last episode that you were on, you said shout out so loudly that I had to like <laughs> specifically edit that part and turn it down. So you could totally say shout out, but Keep it, it cool. was really, really loud. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Our first shout out is to El Thanis. El Thanis. El Thanis. Shout, shout out. out. Shout out <laughs> to Greg the Dark Knight Kettering. Shout, shout out. Shout out. Classic Greg. Mm-hmm. We've got Caleb Togi Crawford. Nice. Shout, shout out. out. Oh, shout out, Caleb. <laughs> Will Schmuck. Will Schmuck, dude. Shout, shout out. out. What up, dude? And Fantasy Critic. Games. Shout, shout out. out, Fantasy Critic. How are we getting out of this frame trap? Oh, shoot. How are we getting out, Brad? I don't know. How are we getting Throw out? some orbs at the screen, dude. <laughs> Throw some orbs! We're throwing orbs! <laughs> right back at them. Magic orbs? Kill them with their own weapon. Dude, what if you killed the demons? Who throws orbs at you? Well, we're in this frame trap because of the orbs. Oh, you you use the orbs. We're as turning orbs, it against right. them. Uh, Take you that. You use the orbs <laughs> as a dumb demon. Yeah. Uh, good job. Good job. I, I like that. I like using the demons on oh, weapons tools, against yeah. them. Uh, Huber, yo, Brad, mm. we're going to talk about a game. That I did not necessarily think we would ever talk about on Frame Trap again. <laughs> and that is Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, too. man. <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you Battlefront Two is really good now? I'd believe you. It's really it's good. really fun. So uh, games live long nowadays. Yeah. They do. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Um, Battlefront Two. I started my re-experience with Battlefront 2 playing through the campaign, and I played through the DLC campaign that they released for free. I never played that. Was that good? So, 
the DLC campaign, I think, is a little better than the main campaign. And okay. I actually think the story of both is solid, and I really like the direction they go with it. Where the campaign lets you down is just... It's broken. Like, repeatedly, enemies would, like, try to get behind cover, and they'd, like, <laughs> would alternate between standing and crouching, mm. and they would just be completely stupid. Uh, so the AI is a disappointment. There are good things in the campaign. I, I think there are some high story moments in it that I that I like, that I thought, like, ah, I really appreciate where you're going. Um, then there are other decisions that aren't good. It's like, oh, you're having me play Luke Skywalker. Cool. Why are we always killing bugs? Why are we killing bugs? Every single time we get a lightsaber in a Star Wars game, we're killing bugs. Why, why am I killing? It just felt, and then, like, I appreciate you having a Lando chapter, and I appreciate the ability Williams is voicing it, but, like, this feels so tacked on. It just felt like we're just doing this mission because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there are some problems in the campaign. I do think the multiplayer is really fun, and I think there's so much in this game now that there are so many different modes and ways that you can play that are awesome, and I'm having a great time. Mm-hmm. Also, they have this celebration edition where you just get ev- well, not everything, but you get most of the stuff. So you just don't you just don't have to worry about it. Like. You you still progress. You still have progression. So it's like, oh, if I'm playing an assault, like I'll unlock assault cards that I can level up. But like cosmetics and emotes, you just get it, and so mm-hmm. that's nice. Um, and it's just really fun. Mm-hmm. What what has been your impression of it, Brad? Uh, yeah, I played it when it first came out, like back in the whole you know controversial era of it, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Movies coming out, I'm like, all right, I'm watching all. I'm like, it's time to check this game out. I've heard good things about it, man. Hopped yeah. in. Just a good time, man. It was a good time. Like, there's a lot of new, like, it felt like a lot of new maps I'd never played before. Yep, yep, I'm like, yep, yep. oh, man, I've never seen, like, Solace, Solace from, like, episode eight and everything like that. I was like, oh, this uh, is cool. Yeah, you do you do crates, uh, and you're on the, you know, the planet with the salt. And oh, you that's get what it's called, crate. crate. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's what's called, crate. And you get on, like, the the little, like, ski speeders, and you're, like, gliding through, and it's pretty fun. Yeah, but nice. I, see, I was the empire in that map, so I was, I like, see. running, like, on this, like, open field kind yeah. of thing, and there's, like, little caves you jump down into. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Crate is a really, really, really fun map, because if you're playing as the, the resistance, you start in, like, this trench, and it's really dangerous because there are, like, pockets and and trenches that you need to go into, but you have to go out in the open mm-hmm. to do it, and you're trying to destroy these walkers, and so you just have these moments where you're like, am I going to go for it? And you try to make it, and then, of course, you get mm-hmm. sniped, and you're sad. But it's very tense and fun. Nice. Um, uh, I really like the... So a lot of the game is, like, you get points from killing enemies or doing objectives, and you can spend these points to unlock, like, additional mm-hmm. characters and, like, heroes. You can play as, like, Vader and all that. Yeah. But there's, like, lower-tier guys, like... Yeah, specialists. So, like, some of the droids, I was like, mm-hmm. you're playing as, like, the destroyers, the rolly guys. Yes. Like, oh, this is yes, really yes, cool. Yes, yes. Oh, I got this guy with a jetpack or something like that. It's just, like, cool little things that change up the gameplay, but it's, like... Because you can't always be a hero. Right. Because sometimes someone else is Well, heroes is are the most expensive, exactly, and you can only have expensive. one of each in play. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, okay, I'll do this guy. Because Must play that hero mode. Yeah, the hero mode, yeah. Right. The hero modes were... We villains. had a lot of fun playing that, yeah. Um, so they've added new specialists as well. Mm-hmm. And I haven't played as all of them yet, but the ones I have played have been ex- a, extremely powerful and really, really fun. One of them is the Sith Trooper. Yeah. And this thing is yeah. just disgusting. Yeah. Like, his gun is amazing. You can charge <laughs> it up. He's got this grenade that if it hits you, you can't... You won't regenerate health, I think. And then, yeah. like, you could scan for enemies, and you can... 
your third ability is he just like raises his fists and he's like, let's go. Mm-hmm. And Get you, like, you AOE buff. Thing. Sick. You sprint a lot faster, and then if you kill enemies, your health regeneration starts immediately. Uh, the gunner, you would love the gunner. Just this smiling alien <laughs> that has this giant gatling. Nice. Gun. And it, it like beastly, mm-hmm. like it's just awesome. mowing people down. You melt through people really, really fast. Um, yeah, I had can... a flamethrower guy. Yeah, I was like, whoa, dude, yeah, 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 yeah. sick. Um, but Burning I... rebel scum, dude. <sighs> sick. This game has been out for a while, yeah. and so like you'll go into multiplayer and you're like, oh, like people are really good, or they have yeah. like maxed out, like they have all the attachments or like completely upgraded cards. What I've been having a ton of fun in is the co-op mode where, like, I've just been going in with random people and it still, even though you're just playing its AI, it still manages to be really intense because they've tuned the AI in such a way where they're not pushovers. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're not working together, there's a really good chance that you will lose. But you still get the benefits of, like, oh, I'm leveling up. Like, I'm upgrading my cards. I am... I. Friendly way to progress. Right. In multiplayer, it may be like less likely for you to get a hero, but in co-op, because you're dealing with so many fewer people, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier. So it's like, oh, if I want to level up Ray or Luke or Kylo or whatever, you can do that, and then that will that progression mm-hmm. will transfer over into um, multiplayer. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, Darth Maul. Yeah, a lot of the heroes are really fun to play oh, as, too. Really Darth fun Maul. to play. And, like, even though you have so many like Jedi and Sith, extremely distinct mm-hmm. uh, in terms of how they play. Anakin is ridiculous. Yeah. He is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Grievous is really cool. Grievous is super fun, dude. Yeah. He's got this spider crawl. And then, you know, you the, the Sith. Does he cough? Does he cough? Does uh, he cough? I think so. Probably. I don't remember, so actually. Yeah. It's a good question. Sick. Uh, Yoda's <laughs> really cough? fun. Loved him um, during my rewatch. You know, mm. I was always offended uh, with the outcome of Grievous because it feels so short-lived. But uh, now I... As I'm older, I respect uh, guest dude, if you appearances. Watch Wars, it more. ain't short lived, dude. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, Finn really fun. Oh, I haven't played as Finn yet. Finn is really fun. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, I haven't played as like Ray yet either or anything like that. Ray is interesting. Ray is very different than a lot of the other Jedi. Yeah. Uh, like I feel like you have to play her differently. Can you Qui Gon? No Qui Gon. No Qui Gon. No Qui Gon. I think they're adding Obi-Wan. more though. I think yep. they're adding like BB-8. BB-8 is coming. <laughs> This yeah. month, January. Yeah, yeah BB-8. And then he's BB-9E on the uh, First Order yeah. side. So, Ben, let me tell you what it goes like with me with Heroes. Okay. Uh, if I'm on the the dark side, I'm like, oh, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. If he's not, if yeah. he's taking, I'm like, okay, Vader. And if he's taking, I'm like, okay, Palpatine. Dude, what about Darth Maul, man? Okay, like so, Maul, what the hell? Darth Maul is very fun. You, so Darth Maul is fun. very fun. to pick Darth Maul over Vader, dude, when I can force choke people? no. no. Okay, definitely not. Uh, Kylo is really good too. Yeah. I like a lot of his abilities. And, like, he just like freeze people. If I'm on the, like the light side, I'm like Luke. 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 I've been really partial to oh, Ray. I've been. I've been. Yeah. Like, I should can you be yeah. Alec Guinness? Or is it you? Mm, and no. I don't think there's an. Uh, I don't think there's an Alec Guinness. There's, like, there's like a Clone Wars, Wars Obi Wan, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, I don't Dude. Think be old yeah. man. Alec Guinness skin, and I will That'd pay cool. all the money. Cool. Yeah. I'll pay it all. Pay it all. Um. I really like Battlefront 2. I, I think it kind of falls into a position that probably Fortnite falls into you, Huber. Boot it up. Where, quick couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you, just, boot it up. you can just play it for like 20 minutes yep. and be like, that was fun. Yeah. I'm good. And then walk away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that about it. Love it. Play yeah, map. Yeah. 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 That's love good. Yeah. Some good tank action, dude. I was in a tank and gave me like Battlefield. Totally. Flashbacks. I've been meaning to do that with uh, what you guys did with Battlefield 5 because yeah. they added. 
yeah, a lot. The Pacific yeah. campaign yeah. And, and new factions and, and so much. They've been working so hard on that game. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it recently, Huber. We streamed that uh, BR mode with Battlefield. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just because of the stream or what it was, but I had a really good time with that. So fun. And I keep, I'm like, ah, I should revisit that. I had yeah. a good time. I really want to dive back we in. We played a decent amount when it came out. Definitely. We put a good yeah. 50, like after the review, we put in like yeah, 50 in, plus. We put in a good amount yeah. of I don't know about but 50 plus. I put 50. Okay. I played a lot. I played a lot of Battlefield 5 when it came out. Yeah, it's weird. But it's I, like, you know, you're, you're saying here, time goes by and the game yeah. gets even better. It's mm-hmm. like, dude, I bet Battlefield 5 now is so much better than it was. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome, dude. I want to play Battlefront now. Shit. Dude, it's really like, I, I, I would love to yeah. play with you guys. I haven't, seen, yeah. I haven't seen episode nine yet. Yeah. Oh, boy. So I can't, I can't dive in. That has to be a frustrating thing because, like. It's been nice because somehow I've dodged all public opinion on it. Really? Which is really That's what nice. I was going to say, because the public still, opinion is, has been a title. Yeah, list. there's still a fog over it because cool. I've been media blackout for cool. like three weeks. That's good. I yeah. actually, so I, I know nothing. I probably won't be able to, but I would love to see it again in theaters and, and solidify that opinion. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So it's, the second watch is so important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I was going to actually give my opinion, but I like, don't, don't want to tell you. Don't, don't want to tell you. Yeah, moving don't, on, moving no. on. Uh, Moving on to Arise, a simple story. Arise, a simple story. Fun <laughs> stuff. Arise, a simple story. So this is the is Santa Rise Claus game. Oh, Santa Claus game. Right. You're Santa right. Claus? <laughs> no. no, no, no. <laughs> when they showed the game, yeah, we were just we joking. Were joking around that you're like old Santa Claus. Uh, this is a short little game, a simple story, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, puzzle platformer. Oh, puzzle. You can beat Your this. Favorite. Yeah. Uh, not too bad. Pretty right. light. Pretty light puzzles here. Cool. Uh, just a really beautiful looking game. A lot of, lot of good imagery in this. A lot of beautiful environments. Um, the story is simple. And I related to it, but at the same time, I was kind of annoyed because there's optional collectibles, and when you collect them, it gives you like a like a picture, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's once you cycle through all these, it's the story basically in picture oh, book form. It's okay. it's a it's a picture of the past. You're kind of going through, reliving, re- remembering, you know, your life. Mm-hmm. So it's like you miss a bunch of the collectibles. And you're missing out on some of the story here, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of sure. counterintuitive. I don't know. Sure. That, that was just my my take I on that. I don't have a problem with, like, items that help you with story or give you more. But I yeah. feel like if you felt like you're missing out on I felt stuff like, too much yeah. because of it, that I've, could be an issue. I personally felt like I was missing out on on some. Hmm. But I got the, the gist of it, you know? I, I got, like, half of the collectibles, maybe a little more, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, yeah, really easy breezy game. Couple puzzles are really tricky, but nothing too hard to stop your progress. Full stop for too long. Um, yeah, there's really not a lot to say about it. I mean, you look at a trailer and you kind of know what you're getting into. I'd say. I see. So if you're into smaller indie platformers, right? Puzzle bit more more puzzly than platforming for me. The main mechanic is kind of slowing and messing with time, kind of rewinding it. Raid. Yeah, that kind of. That kind of vibe. Hmm. It's it's tough, Huber, because watching the trailer for Arise, I thought it was like, oh, this looks neat. It's mm-hmm. just, <clears throat> and maybe this is like old manish of me, but I remember kind of the launch of Xbox Live Arcade and 
feeling this like, ah, man. And, and obviously indie, indie games existed before this, but I remembered like that was really my awareness of it and mm-hmm. kind of the rise of indie games with things like Braid. Braid being a, a huge part of that or things like Super Meat Boy. And really cherishing that because it was a relatively small pool or at least it felt that way. Now I feel like there's a lot we can look at and it's like, Oh, that would be nice if I can get to do it. Great. But there's just so many that come out that look great. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's weird because it's, it's hard to hold on to them, at least in totally. my mind. Uh, like even things that I love, like I adored Guacamelee one, haven't played Guacamelee two yet. Not because I don't want to. It's just, there's I feel so like much. I can open up Steam or now like with Games Pass or whatever. There's so many indie games that I need to catch up on, mm-hmm. but it's hard making time for them. 100%. Where do you think a rise kind of fits into place? Squarely in the middle. In the middle. This is an average is kind of harsh. I'd say it is a teensy bit above average. It is a good game. Okay. I am definitely glad I played it. It doesn't overstay its welcome. You can beat this in a day or two. Very important. Very important. This is yeah. a weekend game. The story was good. It wasn't great. And I think if the story had hit me harder, then this would definitely be a, a big recommendation. Um, As of now, I wouldn't say to put this above other games in your queue. But I am glad I played it. Mm. And I'm glad it exists. It's one of those situations where yeah. playing through it wasn't necessarily the most fun and entertaining. But when it was over and the credits roll, it's like, cool. You know, I'm happy. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm glad that this exists. I'm glad that there are games like this. You're reminding me of Unraveled. It's Probably a very similar situation. I only dabbled with the first one. Yeah, so I, I reviewed uh, the first Unraveled, and I remember liking so much about it. Obviously, it has a great presentation, mm-hmm. um, and there was some inventiveness with the levels, but I remember walking away being like, that was good, but I wanted more. I wanted more yeah. emotionally. It didn't, it didn't quite reach the emotional highs yeah. that I think it was going for. Yes. And it just... It never like sang. There was never. Yeah. There was never. And it's it's weird. And I know this is kind of the scapegoat for all of this. But when I think about a game like Journey, like there are moments that you can pull out of it, and it's like this is so strong. And I feel like something like Unraveled, it all kind of blends together. And it was like, oh, it was all good. But there were no moments where I'm like, I I have to tell people that I experienced totally this. Totally, That that is kind of where yes. where it fell for me there's like one moment Mm. in this game where you're like whoa this is the moment you know this is an awesome moment and that's really it and then yeah everything else kind of just blends together the puzzles are clever you know again messing with time and messing with lighting is really cool when lightning strikes Mm. there's some stuff like yeah the game definitely isn't one note the whole way through. You get some stuff going on, some changes throughout that I don't want to spoil, but uh, cool little game, but nothing to put it above other things that you might want sure. to play, which sounds harsh, but... That's how you feel. That's how I feel. Yeah. That's how you feel. Uh, we're going to talk about at least one more game. Cool. And it's one that I'm pretty excited about. We don't have to spend too much time on this. But um, 
like I said, I've been in a, a Star Wars craze <laughs> for it, it won't it won't stop. I thought it would have stopped by now. It's not stopping. Wow. Um, so I played through Jeez. all of Jedi uh, Outcast. I played all through all of Jedi Outcast on Switch, and there's actually an Easy Allies podcast. I have one question. Hold on. No. Okay. <laughs> Does Kyle Katarn hold up? I think Kyle Katarn is definitively my favorite Star Wars character. Whoa. Okay. He is he is so good. <laughs> okay. He's he's basically just like smuggler Jedi, yeah. but his delivery yeah. is so good. I I I love Kyle Katarn. Okay. So this is going to play into, into this this storytelling. Perfect. Anyway, Perfect. um on the Easy Allies podcast when I was first poking at Jedi Outcast, I was like, "Ah, you know, the, some of this, like the way they structure encounters and the shooting doesn't, it just takes time. Mm-hmm. Once I kind of got over it, and especially, you know, once you get into the swing of things, you get the lightsaber and your force powers expand. Really, really good. Cloud City is in Outcast? Yes, Bespin is in Outcast. Dude, when you walk in that room and that Sith ignites that lightsaber, uh, talking about moments, they, man. They do, that, they do that a lot. They do it a they lot. They do that a lot. I just remember the Cloud City one, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I had I had played uh, Jedi Outcast, really loved it, especially the multiplayer growing up. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal for me uh, as a kid. And I always remember like liking Jedi Academy and uh, appreciating that you could get like dual lightsabers and double blade and all that stuff, and it was cool. But I remember being like really annoyed. I was like, ah, I don't really like Rosh, this kind of like apprentice that you're going with. And I was bummed that you weren't playing as Kyle because I liked Kyle so much, and I felt like he was just such a cool, distinct character. But I've been playing through Jedi Academy. I'm actually uh, on like the final set of levels now, and man, that Xbox One backwards compatibility—it looking nice and sharp. Sick. I have like a totally, and I streamed it as well. Um, but I have a totally new appreciation for Jedi Academy, and it's much, much, much better than I remember it being. Um, they, this game is so crazy ambitious. I love everything about it. The way that they break it down. Uh, you go in, you kind of do the prologue. In Jedi Outcast, like, kind of just as you progress, they're just like, oh, you have a new force power now. And that's neat. I much prefer the way that they handle it in Academy. Trials, right? No, uh, kind of. When you do missions, so the way that it's split up is, like, you'll get a batch of missions, and you can do them in whatever order you want. Every time you do a mission, you get a point, and you can put it into either light side or dark side powers. But then there's also tiers of missions. So, like, once you get to the second tier of missions, all of your core powers pump up. Like, your jump gets better, your speed gets better. So that happens automatically as you get better as a Jedi. But you also have control over, like, which light side powers you get and dark side powers. So if you want force lightning right away, you can go and grab it. If you want grip right away, you can grab it. If you want heal right away, you can grab it. Um, And you don't have to do all the missions to progress, but if you do another mission, you get another point, so you can have more fun with the Force. Got to do them all. So it's a great incentive to do everything. Mm -hmm. And what's really neat about the small mission structure in Jedi Academy is they can get crazy with them. Like, you'll have a mission where it's like, oh, I have to run away from a Rancor the whole time. Or there's one where it's like, I have to get on the speeder bike and go way too fast. Like, a deal has gone bad. Let me get on the speeder and blast off. Uh, it they just get really inventive with the levels and the way that you interact with Kyle, like him being your master is really, really cool. Um, just... Yeah, I, I don't have a ton to say about it, but just a really impressive game. And I, I love 
I love that. I love that, like, I know people complain about remasters and, and all this stuff, but I think it's great where it's like, oh, I can just pop in my disc and revisit this and have a whole new appreciation for this game. So it's not cool. that I didn't like it at the time, but I feel like I, I have a much more comprehensive mm-hmm. yep. view of it now. Totally. Um, that's really, really good. And they make, yeah, they just make some smart changes with some of the enemies and how to counter certain really strong powers. Uh, really holds up. Like, if you are feeling Star Wars because of Rise of Skywalker or whatever, Jedi Academy is definitely one that I would oh, put mm. up there for, for things to revisit. There's so many Star Wars games I could talk yeah. about. Do you ever play Dark Forces? before yeah so dude the live action Kyle Katarn I could never beat it I had to use codes yeah, yeah. so Dar- yeah dude I, Dark Forces I was really really young when I encountered yeah. it I was like elementary school age I think um we actually got like a gateway family computer Sick. and it came with a disc it I came think with a mine, Lucas Dark I probably disc. got the same thing but yeah and yeah so what it was this 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 was like a holy grail for me I loved both of these games as a kid Dark Forces was too hard for me yeah. but I enjoyed playing it it was Dark Forces and Full Throttle on one oh, disc. Dude. It was like a silver disc. Yeah. Um, Dark Forces is actually one I'd like to go back to now. Yeah. I played it. I think it's Dark Forces 2. I played two? it pretty recently. Oh, Dark With Kyle Katarn? Yeah, the yeah. first one. Well, no, two. they all okay. have Kyle Katarn. Even one? You're playing Kyle, yes. Okay, I, I don't think I've ever even played one. I yeah. definitely played a so, lot one, of Dark Forces one is, 2. One is like Doom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I played Doom. Dark Forces 2. But not as good. So Dark Forces so 2, much. I don't... Kind of has like a System Shock vibe. Yeah, I've I've like messed around. It's Jedi Knight, so it's Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight. Yeah. And then it's like Mysteries of the Sith. I've messed around a little bit, but... I don't have that much experience. I'd love to go check them out. So, Kyle Katarn, live action. Kyle Katarn, live action. Yeah, 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 yeah man. Kyle Katarn. Kyle Katarn. I got to do it just for Kyle Katarn. Kyle, Kyle Katarn. I've also been dabbling a little bit with um, just the shout out to Dash Rendar. Yeah. <laughs> Dash, Dash the Rendar. Dash Rendar yeah. is like shout out Dash. such a 90s yeah. character in the best way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dash Rendar. Shout out to Dash Rendar. Shoot first. Ask questions later. A little more intense Han Solo. Yeah. Speaking of things that uh, are coming back, I think what needs to come back right now is this Hotake! Oh. And my Hotake is all about com- comebacks. It's actually, I, I know that this is something that I've kind of ruminated on before and we've talked about before, but it's fascinating to me and my time with Battlefront 2 has kind of brought it back into my mind again. Battlefront 2 is like having this resurgence. Like, I'm seeing articles of people being like, oh, hey, check out Battlefront 2 now. That's great. And obviously, we're talking about it on this podcast in a positive way. And when we initially talked about it on this podcast, it was not kind mm-hmm. at all. IGN re-reviewed it and gave it an 8.8. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. They re-reviewed it? Yeah. Whoa. Like, very, very recently. Um, And it seems like nothing is dead. Like, Battlefront 2 had, like, the most downvoted comment on reddit it was just hated it was mm-hmm. like stigmatized um because it was pay to win right 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 because it was pay to win right. when it came out now it's not but you think about all these things that have had this sort of comeback thing no man's sky mm-hmm. uh, warframe had a big comeback from its initial launch Rainbow final fantasy 14 yeah all these things it seems like nothing is dead and the way that people are handling these issues is much different than it would be in the past. Like, rather than just make Battlefront free and pretend like this never happened, they just stick with it, keep updating it, keep adding things, changing it until eventually people come around to it and it's easy to get into and there's so much for them to do. Uh, Do you think that... What what do you think about this thing? Like, do you think 
a stink can be so damning that you can't recover from it? Like, is are we going to have a Fallout 76 comeback? Probably. <laughs> at some point? I mean, if Star Wars can rebound, anything can. Because this... Star Wars in general? Or just Battlefront 2? Battlefront 2. This is this this case right here, Battlefront 2, makes me believe that any game can weather the storm, if you will. Because Star Wars is such a debated thing, out of control, lots of opinions on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this thing came out as the most offensive possible game ever by being paid to win on top of a $60 game. That's two huge things going for it, against it, right? And now here we are singing its praises. Uh, it's also interesting because not only did it have its own stigma, but it also had the stigma of EA. Which, EA. Right. Yeah. Do you think that the positive reception to Jedi Fallen Order helped Battlefront 2? And do you think that that plays into perception? I think it being a Star Wars year really helps. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. you know, episode nine, you know, 2019 movie. So the year of episode nine, the year of Mandalorian, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely think it gets people hyped. Like, yeah, I think everyone's playing Star Wars now. Well, yeah. Star I Wars mean, I think if Fallen Order was not a good game, that would be like three strikes. You're cut out with Star sure. Wars games. Like, there's like no hope at that point. Right. It's like, what's coming next? Like, is EA going to keep doing these Star Wars games that no one likes? Mm-hmm. But thankfully, they had one that came out that was great. So, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, so, let's talk about Anthem. 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 Here, you know, here's well, where it gets interesting. So, okay. I think it's interesting to Fallout 76 still because <laughs> they've made changes, and the changes have been very strange. Like, the additional paid subscription thing. Right. Which has been a disaster That's in its right. own. Battle Royale. And it's like, are you going to keep making these decisions that just make your game worse and worse and worse in people's eyes? Right. What's What's interesting, if you look at Battlefront 2 and Fallout 76 side by side, and I'm not the most entrenched in either game, but kind of seeing the path that they're taking, um, and hindsight is obviously, of course, always 2020, but what you're getting with Fallout 76 is you're getting these new stories where it's like, here's a new way in which the game completely broke, or information got compromised mm-hmm. or people are taking advantage of it. Whereas Battlefront 2, reading up on it, it's like, oh, here's all the things that they added. Here are new ways to play that are really fun that people are really gravitating to. Here are new heroes. Here's the feedback that they listened to and made to improve the mm-hmm. game. And so I think what's frustrating about Fallout 76 from the outside is it's like they're adding new monetization methods without feeling Fixing. like they've buttoned Fixing. down it's their It's still game. a technical mm-hmm. mess. Right. I mean, yeah. people are getting their loot stolen by other players. Yeah, yeah. It's like what? Right, and that it, it it's hard to want to invest in something like yeah. that. Totally. Whereas, like, I don't know. I feel like I can sit here and confidently be like, "Hey, if you pick up this Battlefront Two Celebration Edition, like, mm-hmm. you literally get so much stuff. Like, totally. you get a ton of things, uh, and it's an easy entry point. Yep. And that's nice to be able to say. I think it's about removing hesitancy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. I don't know. I, is is there anything that could make you really excited to jump into Anthem? That's what I wanted to talk about next. That is a very hard sell, dude. I finished all of the vanilla content of Anthem because I wanted to be able to really talk about 
that game when it came out and the state of the game. I wanted to finish all the launch content, all the side stuff, stories. Yeah. It was a struggle. That game, yeah. Yeah. fundamentally, is just not that fun to play. Like, I know... What do, you people, mean, what do you mean fundamentally? I don't like walking around the small town talking to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's fair. <laughs> uh, the world itself feels extremely small and restrictive. Um, there's a lot of loading. I mean, just from top to bottom, there's so many problems. The most fun possible you can have in the game is kind of flying and like doing some cool mech moves to mm-hmm. people, and even that isn't that great. So I think the foundation for me with Anthem just isn't yeah. there. Whereas when Battlefront 2 came out and I reviewed it, I was like, yo, this foundation is solid. It's just mm-hmm. that it's right. buckled down by corporate overlords. Like, Definitely. So, yeah. So here's what I want to throw at you, a theory that I have that could maybe be easily proven wrong. Mm. But when I think about, like, if, if Anthem... And I'm not saying, like, I didn't think I would come back to Battlefront 2 the way that I did. So anything sure. is possible. Mm-hmm. Got to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. But second of all, I feel like if Anthem came out with this huge update and, and they're like, here's all the things that we're doing. It's like, wow, this sounds great. I almost feel like I'd be like, ah, but, man, I still have so much to do in Destiny yeah. 2. And I feel at least partially oh, invested in sure. Destiny 2. Destiny 2 is really good. Right. <laughs> Both games are a commitment. Yeah. And so what works with Battlefront 2 is it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, where, well, like I said, you can play it for 20 minutes and be really satisfied, whereas, mm-hmm. like, if I'm going to sit down with Anthem or Destiny, I feel like Destiny has had more of a chance, more time to kind of form an attachment with me than, than Anthem has. Um, yeah, if we're going by comparing games to Anthem, right. like, Anthem's got a hard, hard road ahead. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about other things, and it's like, oh, those are really carving in a unique space. Even though I'm not playing it, I feel like No Man's Sky is carving in a very unique space. Sea of Thieves. Even, sea of Huge Thieves. Right. space. Rainbow Six Siege is like, if I'm yeah. going to check, if, if I want to come back to Rainbow Six Siege, which I often do, it's because it's very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, even something like Final Fantasy XIV, it's like, where else am I going to have Final Fantasy MMO? Yeah. It, it, where else am I going to get a storyline in an MMO like this? Uh, Battlefront, you're getting Star Wars. Battlefront, <laughs> you're getting Star Wars. Yeah, you are. You yeah. are. And uh, with Anthem, I know that they are doing things that are different in the sense of storytelling and lore and stuff. But I, I just don't... I worry that maybe that is the thing that is missing is that kind of unique grab. Like yeah. just the world and the characters and the lore and the town and the restrictive environments. Like there's so many problems with that game that just right. are not good or fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what a revision of the of Anthem would look like because I think of No Man's Sky and I think of Neo, Sea of Thieves and to me it feels like they just refined and added to yeah. those games. Well, Sea of Thieves the problem is it didn't have enough. Yeah, exactly. So Thieves just kept chipping away, yeah. adding stuff. Anthem, you can add all the stuff you want. Mm-hmm. It's just can you make the loop fun and, and can you make piloting and shooting things fun? Right. But it's, that, it's that simple and that hard, you know? I just get the sense that the way game companies are now approaching development is they're, the way that they're investing is not like, 
we're going to do this, we're going to do this DLC, and then we're going to move on. It's like, we're in this for a long haul. We need this to exist for X amount of time <clears> and <throat> to monetize this certain way. And Anthem is certainly one of those games. Uh, and I, I, this has kind of turned into an Anthem Hotake, but you think about how much time Bioware spent on it, how much was bet on it. How much money it made. How much, how much was invested in it. Do you think that rather than maybe taking like a Sea of Thieves approach and just kind of bolstering it up, what they could do is more of a Final Fantasy XIV approach where it's like we I are feel like starting they would over? I have to, yeah. I feel like they have to just start over. Kind you think of. they have to? I mean, what I feel like what's there isn't interesting enough to keep me going. Like, I, even, I remember playing through agree. the game and I remember the encounters a lot of times not even being that interesting. Like, no. fighting guys, just kind of like whatever. Yeah, there's no soul. Like, traversing the, the environment. It's like, it's cool flying around, but it's like, this gets old pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. There's no heart and soul. I it's mean, missing. Yeah, it's that intangible. I think the town is a big miss. I don't like the town either. I really didn't like walking no. around talking to people like not that. Not at all. I, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, obviously essentially they remade their game which is like a huge undertaking right it sounds wild but in the case of anthem i think a sequel would be the right move maybe if you're not gonna if you're gonna keep this ip going don't try to reboot it because one i think it's a little even too early for that Mm. you know yeah I honestly think if you just came out with with Anthem Two, you know, and you kind of reuse some assets, you know, you do like Assassin's Creed Two, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed Revelations, you know, right? You do just you do Anthem Two. As crazy as that sounds, everyone would be like, "What the hell?" So, but then it's weird because it's like, well, what about the people that have invested right. yeah. in this? Yeah. Here, here's the conflict that I have: is I was like, "Ah, oh, man, you know." This playing Battlefront 2 really makes me curious about a Battlefront 3. Mm-hmm. But then I think about how frustrating that has to be from their perspective, where it's like, okay, they're just starting to Get return so much favor. It's like they announced Battlefront 3. They're starting over again in a lot of yeah. ways. It's like they're not going to have as many heroes. Not as they're polished. Not a, they're not going to have as many maps. They yeah. may not have as many modes. It's like they may be able to do these things and then add up over time. And it's like, why do that when your message can be, here's what we've got, and mm-hmm. we're going to keep yeah. adding more stuff? There's one X factor in this whole th- conversation. I, I actually want to bring in an X factor, so I hope it's next gen. Yes, that's exactly what I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yes. what if, like, Battlefront 3, like, you're actually next on the field gen, and yeah. you can actually run in an X Wing and get in and fly in something instead of just right. spawning in or yeah. something like that? So right. now is the time. Well, and I, th- I think Anthem could really benefit from that message because. People were frustrated where it's like, ah, the transitions between this thing and that thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, well, with next gen, we can make this a lot more seamless. Yeah. We can make this feel a lot more expansive. Oh, my God. I remember that, dude. Like, loading out weapons. <gasps> that took so long. You'd mm-hmm. get, like, an orange drop. Mm-hmm. Right. And you'd have to go to town, go into the thing, do equip yeah. the thing, go Very out. just cumbersome. It's like, why? Right, so, so maybe long. maybe that is the marketing tactic you'd employ where it's like, hey, this now we can make the game that we really envisioned or this is how we want it to function. <laughs> it's like, a, we're like, sorry. Yeah. Buy our game again. Yeah, Anthem is, if Anthem can have a turnaround, then literally, like, any game ever See, made. See, I think, I think that's, because that's Star what I feel Wars about Fallout 6. Yeah. Is, is Same, it Fallout oh, yeah. 6 can yeah, do it? Yeah. But I feel like there is a way more... Loyal, I guess, because Fallout. I was, was yeah. going to say there's a hardcore, dedicated fan base to I would Fallout say 76. So probably, right. yeah. It, it, it does just because they're Fallout fans. Anthem is there a hardcore? I don't know. Probably. I mean, everything. I'm has. sure there's. A, yeah, I'm sure there's like a hardcore fan base. I don't know how yeah. large it is. Yeah. But Anthem. To to be ultra cynical for a second, 
I think part of the reason anything can have a turnaround is because I think about like how YouTube videos are titled in often just like the most like nail on a chalkboard way. And it, everybody's just playing the game. I understand. Yeah. Not, not hating the player, but I feel like people are trying to make content that is so emotional. You, know, you got to get those clicks that I think there is a lot of appeal where you just let it cool and you have the, the thumbnail like Anthem is good now, right? Like that's an emotional thing. And yeah. I, I think I think with the way, like just the way people play games and the way that they cover them, there are so many people that can get their voice out there. And it's like if you're a person who is willing to dedicate a bunch of time to Anthem, you could probably make a really detailed video and say like, no, it's actually better because of this and this. Like totally. here's all of the things that they've changed. Um, like there are entire channels pretty much dedicated to Battlefront 2. Mm -hmm. um, and it's nice being able to get into Battlefront 2 and watch those guys. And it's like, oh, these guys absolutely know what they're talking about. They've been here from the beginning. And it's just, I, I think games have a larger lifespan because the community is more visible in a way that it just oh, couldn't totally, be before, totally. you know? So true. Like, the best. For better or for worse, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. for better or for worse. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 yes, for better or for worse is a good way to say it. It's all about those fan bases. Yeah. Fortnite. They got me. Star Wars. I, I think what's, what's <laughs> to maybe just uh, throw in something else into this, I think what's kind of frustrating, it's like it's it's cool. I, I think the reason why I brought this up is despite us previously shitting on Battlefront 2 mm -hmm. and having harsh things to say, we want games to be good. I like that I'm able to come on here and be like, this is good now. That, yeah, that they turned it around. Awesome. Yeah. I want to cut someone up as Darth Maul now. Yeah. I want to sign on it and feels just good. cut someone up. Feels it's good. Been when, you a while. Do, when you do the lightsaber throw as Darth mm -hmm. Maul, yeah. it's the best. Yeah. And he also does the spin. The spin. Mm -hmm. you, oh, you know Nobody spins yeah. better yeah. Yeah, yeah. than Darth He's Maul. He's a spinner. Anyway, He's a spinner. I think what he is took ballet. A, yeah. a little bittersweet is I, I sort of wish this comeback potential was possible during the age of MMOs. Like... There are some Man, long, don't break my heart, there dude. There are some like, long MMOs that I'm like, oh, I wish, I wish this power still existed. Star Wars Galaxy. So I never dude. got to, I never got yeah, to play Star to play Wars Galaxy, <sighs> and I, I like that's how people talk about it, and I wish <laughs> I could. Yeah. You know, like yeah, probably really rough now. He, so I was watching. Well, they it. shut it down. I know, but I'm yeah. saying if it was still up. Oh yeah. I, was, I mean, it was rough when it came out. <laughs> I was watching a video on like how. Like, you originally became a Jedi? Insanity. Because they didn't tell anyone. They didn't tell it. They were like, hey, it might just happen to you. It might not. Right. It, yeah. was, it was, like, actually insane. It was like, insanity. No you had really, to, like... In kind of a really cool way. No one would yeah, ever do this now. No one would ever do it. But it was it. like, they didn't tell anybody, and you had to get, like, random professions up you had to legit like max stuff yes, out yes but you could only have a couple things maxed at once and they didn't tell you what it was so you'd have to max stuff out and then unlearn it all oh. and do something and else it would be like dude. different for every person yeah like it would be like the first person on a server that became a jedi everybody'd yeah. be like holy shit and you'd be like a god yeah because you would be the jedi on the server we and then people would be like, how did you do it? Mm -hmm. And then they would try to follow you, but it would be different for them. And so yeah. they would put in all that effort and not become Jedi. So it's awesome. insane. That is messed yeah. up, dude. We had, trolling, dude. We had god, a godlike merchant 
dude. Really? We had a godlike merchant on our server on Tatooine that sold better weapons than you could find anywhere in the game somehow, wow. dude. So he legit had a house on Tatooine that was also his shop. And you can set to when the door opens. So the shop opens, people come into his house, there's vendor vending machines in the living room to buy weapons from this guy's house. Server crashes, dude. <laughs> Outside this guy's house, 150 people. When I was a kid, it seemed like yeah. 150 people. Yeah. Outside of this dude's house, the doors are locked. Everyone is just running, running into it. to run as soon as the door opens. Floods into his house, dude. And you just like try to the vending machines, like infinite loading, trying to buy stuff from this guy. That's just really wild funny. stories. Just That's laughing. Probably, like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it yeah. just like That's awesome. I get yeah. it. I get that this is the nature of these types of games, but that sounds amazing. Wild and I'll West. never I'll never get to experience it. Yeah. Stuff like that. That was like West. MMOs more Wild West. Yeah. I feel like you so can't cool. do that as much as like more popular MMOs nowadays. I remember just like stumbling upon Jabba's palace with this random stranger because we grouped up for a quest, mm -hmm. and, like, and then we were just walking in the wilderness, and he's like, we, I remember so vividly, we were out in the middle of nowhere, and he's like, do you think the devs are watching us and laughing? Because we were in the middle of mm. nowhere, which but back you found Jabba's palace, and then we found Jabba's palace, and you have to like do a lot of quests to get further and further into the palace, and it's like really hard to get into the final chamber. But that's how you want Star Wars to feel. Yeah. Like that probably felt magical and, mm -hmm. and yeah. vast. Yes, so cool. Are we ready for some emails? Yes. Let's do it. Dude, Star Wars Galaxy. I hope the new Lord of the Rings or MO's good. Dude, I really yeah. want to the play old Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah. And the, I was, thought you were going to say the Lord of the Rings I MMO did. was so fun them, too. That's They're another one that I never one. got to play. They're making it's still going. It still They're exists. making a new yeah, one. Yeah, I could, I could, oh, I could play. No, a brand new. They are. Yeah, it's not. It's not set in the same time period. But it, yes, it's another Lord of the Rings. Universe. Who's making it? Uh, I forgot. But yeah, I think it has people from the old one in it. Day too. one. I think it's like day 20, one. I'm there. Twenty one game or something. Or okay. Twenty twenty. Okay. It's gonna be free to play. That's all I know. Dude, then I'm definitely there day one. Are you kidding me? Lord of the Rings MMO, there's a new let's go. expansion coming out for Lord for of the Rings. For the other one? Yeah. I Dude, they're still making EverQuest yeah. 1 expansions. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. Dude, that's crazy. Dude, I want to talk to someone who hasn't just been playing EverQuest for like 20 years. Yeah. Man. Totally. Well, write in if you've been playing EverQuest for twenty years, Let please. I, or even on and off, even I, on and off, because we were we were that we're what, little, 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 we're that with WoW. Yeah, that's fifteen years yeah. now, basically. But WoW's still like king. Yeah, yeah. still. I, yeah. I love, I love people's MMO stories. I yeah. love them. I love them. Yeah, if you got fascinating. them, fascinating. <laughs> Our first email comes in from Paul. He says, "Somebody up there likes me." Over the holiday break, I discovered a game so up my alley I could balance a bowling pin on my nose. Hoop League Tactics on iOS. For less than a cup of coffee may just be my game of the year. The way it abstracts basketball in a Final Fantasy Tactics-esque game of positioning, health, and stats management with a dash of franchise mode resulted in well over 30 hours played. It blew me away. Feels like a game made just for me, exactly how many folks love both basketball and JRPG tactic-style games, after all. And what kind of lunatic makes a game, a great game no less, about it? <laughs> Thus, my question, has there been a game or games that have been so weird and esoteric but absolutely inside a niche you never knew you wanted? Games you are so glad exist you want to shout their praises from rooftops. If so, what? Hmm. 
So it's not it's not really niche. It's not it's not a hoop league tactics. Like which weird games, weird ones. Well, just just things that like you didn't know you needed, but you fell in mm-hmm. love with in a really rapturous way. So I got one. It's not like uh, it doesn't hold up or anything like that. But at the time, it was it's Final Fantasy Eleven. So at the time, it was my first time I ever played, and I never knew anything really about that. I hadn't really played online at the time. Yeah. And me just coming into this MMO pretty much by myself. Yeah. Just figuring out like what an online game is and just like people it there was, was like really insane to me. Like it sounds so stupid now, but at the time I'd never seen anything like that. Yes. Experiencing like yes. just someone walking in my world, I'm like what? <laughs> this is a real person. Like yes. So it's really special in that sense. But the game like does not hold up. I like. I really love. It has a soft place in my heart, but it does not sure. hold up. Sure, sure, sure. Great music though. The music holds up. MMOs will never Man be the deal same. March. Uh, yeah, what's exactly. that? Exactly. MMOs will never yeah, be the same. Never be the same. Right. Just because the internet and right. how much information there is nowadays, yeah. there's no, there's not as much mystery and it, and exploration now. Everything right. is min maxed. Everything right. is meted. Everyone's figured out. Like you know, there's it no was, less. So much less. Discovery. It was fun when like. We didn't really understand the internet. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like everything that we were doing was new. Yeah. It was like, mm-hmm. it, yeah. It, it's like you were saying, like, just the idea of somebody walking in your world was, yeah. was magical. Telltale. Telltale. Never big on adventure games growing up. Mm. Yeah. Never really dabbled in them too much. I think, like, Siberia might have been the only one. Siberia, <laughs> man. I played that with a, my dad. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> that, Siberia. That gateway computer, dude. That, ga- <laughs> <laughs> that time we were on Dell when we played Siberia. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just didn't, wasn't super into adventure games and wasn't into the idea of episodic games. And now. You're a big fan. I'm a massive fan. You're the biggest Telltale fan of Easy Allies. I love Telltale games. I love them all. Wolf Among Us Season 2. Dude. Yes. I even liked Game of Thrones. I, dude, I, I, I even like Tales from the Borderlands. I feel like I've been saying this for too long, but <laughs> I got to get caught up on Life is Strange just for you. Yes. That's Brad's doing, doing it. Yeah. Brad's doing yeah. it. And dude, have you played the Batman Telltales? I played the first episode of the Batman Telltale and I really liked it. Absurdly Dropped good. Dropped off weirdly, but yeah. absurdly good. Yeah, it was cool. It was yeah. cool. Uh, great. Always, yeah. always good yeah. finding. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say mine. Oh. Um, not not like a super obscure game or anything, but one that kind of springs to mind is I have a very strong affinity for Pikmin, mm-hmm. and the more I think about Pikmin, <laughs> the more it's just really weird, and like. I'm so glad that it exists, and I don't think too many people could get away with making a game like Pikmin. Like, yes, you can compare it to other RTS games, but the vibe that it has and the journey that you go on and the way that it controls is all so distinct. I wish more games felt like that, where it's like, this is just completely wholly original. Another game that deserves a special shout-out and was from my youth, like, it... I was already way into video games at the time I encountered this, thanks to, like, Mega Man... But this game, I was like, video games can do anything. Video, if we can do this, it was Parappa the Rapper. Mm. I remember that game, like, just renting it and playing it on my rented PS1. I was like, I love you. Like, it, it was so cool and had so much style. Yeah, I remember and when it came out, it was super, like, wild. Yeah, I was, like, never seen anything wild. like it. Yeah. yeah, if you play Parappa the Rapper now, it's still this wild, weird, crazy game. Love wild it. Wild and crazy. Kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next email comes in from Hassan. Data anal- data 
analyst, excuse me, data analyst, colon, Mary life affecting gaming, question mark. Hi, allies. Like a couple of allies, I got married this year, April, and being a data analyst, I thought it would be a fun exercise to compare my gaming habits from last year to this. I wondered, having less time playing, would the quality of games I'd be increase as I would be more picky? I was able to do this because I write a mini review after every game since last year. Thanks, Brad, for the idea. Mm, so I took the data from there. So 2018 versus 2019. In 2018, I finished 44 games. In 2019, 23. Gotcha. In 2018, my average score for games I finished was 5.8. Out of 10? Wow. Whoa. That's brutal. Jeez. In 2019, 6.7. So less has been better, it seems. 2019 had seven, seven games scoring on and above. 2018 only had six. 2019 had seven games scoring five or below. 2018, I played 21 games scoring five or below. Whoa. We have to remember that I got married in April, so the first four months were me playing at the accelerated rate, so maybe that figure will drop even more next year. We'll have to see. On the upside, my wife played and finished her first game ever, Call of Duty World War II. Oh. So that was a huge plus. I really liked that campaign. <laughs> oh, the newer one. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I thought I was thinking of World uh, War World at War. Yeah, I was thinking of World of War too yeah. as well. Yeah. The things we take for granted, though. Oh, boy. That's an email for another day. Congratulations on your marriages and have a lovely year. Um, not really a question here. I just thought it was a really interesting uh, yeah, sure. email. I played more games this year than last year, and I got married this year. <laughs> Apparently, he rated Metal Gear Solid 3 to 7 out of 10, so... No, it's okay. I'm just kidding. You can, you can rate games whatever you want. Uh, but, yeah, I just kind of wanted to ask you hubert like mm -hmm. do you feel like uh marriage has impacted your gaming time at all um no because we we've been married for so many years you know we've lived together for so long so nothing really changed in that right. sense mm -hmm. um the with each other. yeah and she yeah. loves to read books she reads as much as i game like hard cold. that's awesome i'm envious of her my <laughs> God, envious. oh my God, she reads books, yeah. dude. Like hmm. the most out of anyone you know, no matter what, she reads, 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 always reading, always. Like, dude, she, I will get up to grab something from the fridge, just instantly. read a paragraph, boom. And she's like super good at like reading in noise and, and, mm -hmm. and like reading a little bit at a time or a lot at a time. So it's like, Anytime I game, you know, she can just read, read, read a book and cool. that, that's that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing with me, Huber, where we've, we've like, yes, we're officially married, but I feel like we've pretty much been married for a yeah. very long time. Yeah. One thing that I really like, though, is I feel like Abby has gotten more and more into gaming. Hmm. Like, we're pretty much playing stuff with each other all the time now. And I feel like it's something that we've been able to share more. Nice. Which is really, really cool. Um, there are definitely games that she's not into, and that's totally fine. But, like, I played through all of Jedi Fallen Order with her, and that was awesome. It's, it's just... I think what's really great about it is, like, obviously I love talking to you guys about games, but we are married no 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 we're we're we talk about games in a very informed way where mm -hmm. it's like i can make a comparison to this you immediately understand what i'm talking about we're playing games all the time we've been yeah. playing games all our lives and so it's just very entrenched it's nice playing games with somebody that that is not so entrenched mm -hmm. that that it allows you to enjoy it in a totally new way totally where like 
maybe you've seen this a million times, but they haven't. So it's fun and it makes it fun for you again. Or they ask questions that you would never even think about. It's yeah. just, it's cool. And I think it's very healthy to play games with all sorts of people to get those perspectives. I don't do that really. I just play games with my totally. wife, but it's fun. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, our last question comes in from Yovana. Uh, hotly contested topic at Easy Allies. Oh. We're going to bring it up again. Leaks are too common. Leaks. Leaks. Hi, Allies. With Resident Evil 3 Remake leaked through the PlayStation Store. That was a brutal leak. We have again come across an all-too-familiar story of a leaked reveal. Publishers potentially spend millions of dollars on advertising for game reveals, and we don't hear about any repercussions for those that set them loose. We're in a digital age where ev- essentially every medium leaks, but with our tunnel vision... The video game industry seems to have the most trivial leak sources from marketing posters left around to random focus test recordings. I'd imagine all those involved with the project sign an NDA, but it feels like they don't even matter. Legal action isn't reported, so it feels like the risk for a leaker is small. I'm curious to hear the panel's thoughts and tips on how publishers could minimize or altogether avoid the risk of leaks and what can be done to stop the leakers from posting, if that's even a possibility at all. Love and respect. Yeah, I don't know when this happened, dude, when like leaking something like that became like journalism Mm. you know this isn't like a political situation like the lives are not on the line like this is a studio hard at work passionately on a video game that they want to reveal to us on their own terms and now it's some like i got the scoop you know yeah i'm cool with leaks if it has to do with some controversy at a studio Mm -hmm. some abuse or something yeah leak that shit whistleblow cool but like for game announcements, it is offensive. Because especially, I, mm. I think of Resident Evil 3 Remake specifically because of the way that that reveal would have gone down. They have their finger on the pulse, man. It is genius. Showing Project Resistance, a game that Resident Evil fans and everyone has been like writing off and been like, ugh, not this. Oh, we want Remake 3. You're going to show this? Oh, you're actually showing Remake 3. How clever, how awesome. Like... Mm-hmm. That whole vibe and thing was robbed, and it's like, oh, it is remake three. Oh, oh, wait, is this it, the whole thing was muddled? If you watch a reaction, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not about it's not about the individual. It's about the studio, dude. It's about them wanting to give their game to us, right? So yeah, I don't like leaks in that sense. I see where you're coming from. I really do. I don't feel like a lot of times anymore, especially the leaks are coming from news outlets. Mm-hmm. They're coming from other online sources. And there's there yeah. so many different ways a game can leak. Like, if if a game leaks on, like, Walmart.com, yeah. that's not a news outlet's fault. Like, that's already public. You're going to get information. I think Mm. the issue is that in the digital age where, like, there's so many different ways to get information, there are so many different ways for things to be leaked. It's so easy to upload pictures. It's so easy to, like... And I... I hesitate. Like, I'm not... (laughs) I'm not interested. Like, this person is talking about legal action and punishment and all that stuff. I... That's extreme. I I think, like, just personally, I'm not so bothered by it that I want to, like, bring the hammer down on these people. I kind of do. I'm more I, passionate about this than spoilers nowadays. Sure. Because spoilers nowadays are up, 
a lot of the time it is on you to block them. How gnarly and willing you are, to what lengths you're willing to go to protect things that you love from spoilers. This you have no control of. It's just some renegade rogue out there (laughs) spoiling the fun for everyone. Right. I totally. They have no right. They have no right. Yes. But two things. One, I, I I agree with you in the sense that it feels like everything is leaking. And I, I feel like so many times I'm going to an event, it's like, oh, like we already knew about that. We already knew about it. It's just, yeah. It just feels like it's happening with increasing frequency. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, like, I get you. <laughs> but at the same time, with how interconnected everything is, with there being fewer repercussions... Mm-hmm. I also don't think it's going to change. Like, I don't think it's going to get better. As no. you know, no. as long it's as up to the devs. Is... It's up to the devs at this point. It's up to like Kojima type people. Christopher Nolan keeps the a script of all of his movies in his own safe, right? And he'll never it'll never leave his sight. He gives it to the actor and he stays with him, right. and then takes it back and puts it in his safe. You know, right? So it's on the creators. I do think if if people in the press, if you are making an agreement with a publisher where it's like, hey, I'm going to sign this NDA and you're going to give me the code and then you go and you leak everything. Mm-hmm. That should definitely be punished. Yeah. Like that, I feel like you are, like as a, totally. as a, as a, a deal pers- was made, mm-hmm. you're and, going against it. And I understand accidents happen. Like as somebody who records an hours long podcast, sometimes you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. That's mm-hmm. like, there are, there are like minor slip ups, but if totally. you're actively like, I'm going to, I got this press copy and I'm going to yeah. leak it online. Dude, I slipped up at the Last of Us event and I felt horrible. I was sure. like, I was like, oh wait, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Right. You know? But there's there's a difference between a mistake and like a conscious, like, I'm giving it away, mm-hmm. I feel like. But, like, I, I get it. I do think leaks are too common. I get that. You want the surprise. I want the surprise too. But it's less about me wanting a surprise as much as it is me wanting the developers totally. to have their vision and, and their reveal. You know, right. it's not about the individual. That's why everything about leaks is so offensive to me. I get angry. Yeah. <sighs> I, I feel like you can even see it on stage sometimes. I think about Jeff Kaplan presenting a Rush 2 and just how, yeah. in yeah. a way, he felt deflated yeah. because yeah. it's like, ah, oh, yep. we've been working really hard at this. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Um, and I, I think when you say it from that perspective, Huber, it does make me very sympathetic to developers. Like, yeah. even like on a much smaller scale, there are videos and projects that I work on, and it's like if some asshole online just reveal it i would exactly. feel deflated well, like, yeah. maybe it's like oh this is halfway finished and now i'm way less excited to work on it spoiling your don't skips or something right, you know right. whatever it may be yeah yeah it makes me upset i but i think what i'm trying to say is what's frustrating is like i don't i don't think there's a nice easy answer here right you know yeah i don't know what what a, could be done it's a boat that has too many holes. There it's are not a like, lot of holes, It's not like yeah. there's one hole or it's like, ah, if we plug this up. Totally. You mentioned marketing materials. That's right. got to be impossible. Uh, <laughs> oh, it reminds me of like Street Fighter whenever the characters get leaked. Yeah. And Ono yeah. is just, like, just yeah. destroyed. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A creator passionately wanting to reveal something that they've been yeah. working hard on and they can't because some mean person is like, hmm, I'm going to do it. Well, I also think something to consider is... 
development teams have also ballooned and development teams are sometimes like it's multiple studios in different parts of the world mm-hmm, with yeah. each other. They have to constantly be sending information totally. to each other back and forth. There's a good, the more information you send back and forth, the more higher likely, chance that yeah. it goes down. Working with, yeah. So I like, I feel like this is a super mm-hmm. shitty answer. I think it sucks. I don't think it's going to change. It's yeah. probably going to no, get worse. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Cause I think of, you know, God of war mm-hmm. and some things in that game that like, didn't leak mm-hmm. and that's awesome right i know exactly but those mean. are more spoilers you know there's a fine line between spoilers and leaks yeah at the same time though i do think it's important to consider like sometimes if leaks are revealing like hey this is how they're planning on monetizing their game and it's mm-hmm. really shitty and they're not talking about true, it. true yeah right see like, that kind of stuff that stuff i'm cool with but it's like right. when it's revealing a game that specifically revealing a game and leaking a game ahead of a reveal is right. like my right. Unfortunately, you don't get to pick nothing. and choose. You, yeah. don't, you yeah. don't get to yeah. have that filter. Yeah. It's it's like we, we were talking about with other things earlier. It's like you have to take the good with the bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't see how it's gonna get better. Well, that's an interesting note to end frame trap on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Coming up on a hundred episodes. Uh, thank you so much, Michael Huber and Brad mm. for like. Triple jumping duty. in, man. Like I said it last time, but especially this time, last minute jumping in. Super appreciate it. Um, thank you all so much for watching. If you want to send an email to us to, to have us chew on, the email address is askeasyallies at gmail.com. Once again, that is askeasyallies at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, go to patreon.com slash easyallies. You can uh, support us there if you like what we're doing and you can see a lot of stuff that we're working on. Uh, we have different tiers that you get you different things such as getting this very podcast early if that is something that you're interested in uh but yeah thank you so much for watching until next time